Potentially susceptible to a copyright strike, but you know what? I nah. think we could risk it. After all, we are the biggest and boldest podcast in the world. The Broken are they Campfire do podcast. Strike us. Tell them. At the first episode, we didn't have somebody sing along. I was singing along. That wasn't what you were talking about. I was singing along to a different song, maybe. I say you're humming a different song. <laughs> I was humming an Elton John song, yeah. I listen to that's the, kind of us on this podcast singing along to a yeah, different song. Yeah, we do song. our do. Yeah, we are. Yeah. yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. We do, we do our beat of my own drum, motherfucker. Well, also, I listened to the previous pod, and I think Flash cut out our singing. What the fuck? I was going hard. I think. Yeah, I think what we were are you going talking really about? Yeah, going <laughs> going what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm alright. I'm gonna have to go back to listen to these episodes. It might now. be a, maybe two. Don't past, do that. But I was like, I know I definitely went crazy on this. And, uh, hey, it was probably too hard. That's probably what it was. That's, probably, probably that's like, exactly what it was. I'm glad that Vito made a really crazy move in showing up this week. Him and along with all the other podcasters, I'm your primary, only, legally um, validated host, Andy. Uh, but I, I am joined by four other people. People, not hosts. Uh, Flask, John, Greg, and Vito. The whole crew. Hi, guys. It's funny he calls us people on air, but... Yeah. <laughs> Only doesn't, on doesn't call us anything spec- off air. Specimens. Yeah. He doesn't call us. Flask, I hope yeah. there's no hard feelings over the legal judgments that have been made very clear to you. Um, uh, I don't care. It's okay. nothing to me. Good. I mean, all you need to care about for the next two and a half to three hours is this week's digest in video games and other media, as we talk about every week. Is that how long um, we do these for? Like, honestly, yeah. I mean, two and a half is probably like, like, if you were to do an average, we probably record for two and a half every week. And maybe somewhere around two hours or so ends up in the pod. Um, well, yeah. we have the, uh, the half hour for the encore that we put on the Patreon. Right. Yeah. Right. For the Patreon. Right. Think about what we um, do for like two and a half demand. hours, you know? <laughs> yeah, we could, we could play, play a whole other game. We could play a lot of this game or that game, where this game or that game are games we're going to be talking about today on our segments. We'll just start with round the entire like game that I'm going to talk about. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I'm feeling good. I'm still standing. Uh, something, something, something. Um, I'll go ahead and go first on the round table. Yeah, okay. You guys didn't expect that, did you? We might want to sit down for this one. <laughs> I think Andy's going to want to sit down for this one. I'll talk about the thing I've been doing recently and then the thing we've been doing recently. What I've been doing recently has been playing Yakuza 7. Sorry, Yakuza 8. Oof, that was embarrassing. Infinite Wealth. And I, I want to interrupt you here real quick. This is the real reason for the pod today. This is an intervention. Greg, I want you to come and talk to Andy with me. Okay, I'm mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. You can't keep playing the game when you're tired. Dude, I keep missing stuff. <laughs> I keep like half falling asleep. My favorite is, well, that part's whatever. You always catch him with the cutscenes. My favorite part is when I'm watching Andy play, and I can tell he's starting to nod off, because it's not that he'll stop playing, but it's, it's in between severing. his turns. It'll just be a little too long in between, like him picking <laughs> yeah, his no, attacks. You're totally like, right. Well, sometimes, like sometimes I will I'm straight thinking, up nod off. 
Well, sometimes I'm like, oh, he's thinking. And then it'll be just like 10 seconds past thinking time. Like, oh, no, did he fall asleep? And then he'll Dude. draw on the tag. I'm like, oh, no, he's there. He's there. Like last Friday or Saturday, you and Knox were like, well, that boy's sleeping. And I was like, no, I'm not. But then, like, as I'm playing it, I'm like, Wait a minute! I totally was just asleep. I didn't. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> just right blacking now. out. I am. <laughs> Periods of time. That's crazy. You just gotta play but, it off. Tell him you're thinking like twenty moves ahead. You're you staying. John. The John is. Up. John is real shit right now. Though the last two chapters I finished, I've had to like rewatch the chapter end of chapter cutscene <laughs> later because like. And, and John, you were there. I was like yesterday, so like going mad. through the mental paces of like, what, what is even going on right now? No, it sucks because I, I I'm not bored by it. Like it's really good. I'm just trying to fit in. Oh, look, I'm a busy man. You know, I got a lot going on. I'm trying to fit in Yakuza. You know, oh an hour my or two God, every I'm day. I'm so sorry. You're done. so busy and successful. <laughs> Shit. Uh, no, dude, I, I'm bad. with Andy. I actually did have the half one. Like, you know, when Yakuza first came out, we were playing in Shrouded, and I was always playing at night. And I did the same thing. I was like, no, I'm like, dude, I gotta stop playing this game at night, or I'm, I'm just, like, I was still having fun, but I was like, I'm gonna take even more time to play it because I got to go back and catch yeah. up on what I already played. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're burning the candle at both ends. Last night, I spent all my energy becoming the king of cans, uh, or we're at least finishing all the minigames on the can quests. Hell yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah, no, I'm on chapter 8 now. Still really enjoying the game. I'm already having feels of like, I, I'm going to be so depressed when this game is over because there's such, so much gain to it and it's so far pretty consistently fun all the way through i know when it's um, crazy as it sound you still have things you haven't even been introduced yet not like crazy wild. like dodonko island side things but there's still going to be some stuff it's pretty sick it's the game that keeps on giving i've played i've already finished two games inside this game that's too much game for me I love you know, that game. I, I agree. Up. So good. I, I agree. You stick with the you stick with the one and a half hours, two hours. Yeah. Well, I seen you. I um, seen you picked up a new game. I'll, I'll let you. I you saw it. Okay. This week. I seen it. I don't want any um, spoilers, obviously, and I'm sure John and Greg have better takes on this. But midway through the game, it's it's dawning on me how much that this game feels like it's setting up a whole new series in Yakuza. Like, I realized in go trying to like walk back through my my sleep-induced confusion about what's going on, what factions are at play, that, like, the game is introducing a lot of new characters, a lot of new factions. It totally makes sense. We're in a different country in a different city. But I'm I'm excited about the possibility of them iterating on this further, which they're totally going to do. More games in Hawaii or even, you about know, California? So that's, that's what I'm saying. Maybe even oh, nah, I think we're we're going to be in Hawaii for a couple more games. Uh, that They built that entire big-ass map we're going to be using that for a bit. Yeah, they got yeah, their money's well, worth. Well, I don't know. I mean, the last two Like a Dragons game have added a new map, both games. Well, you know yeah, I'm said? sure they're going to add a map, but we've also, I'm I'm sure we would go end up going back there to Hawaii at some point. I'm, I'm sure we'll go back Gaiden to or something City. like a smaller game, but using the Hawaii yeah, map. Yeah, you're right. I mean, something, I, I, yeah, either way. Me and John were joking last night. I was saying that I want to see a Gaiden game that takes place in Honolulu City with, um, with Purple Namba as the main character. I see Purple Namba or, or Adachi. Yeah. Um, Isn't it kind of what happened with... I, I mean, I would consider this Infinite Wealth a pretty breakthrough success for them. But isn't it what happened with the first three Yakuza games that, like, the third one was kind of the breakthrough hit? 
in the series. I don't know for enough of wider audiences. I don't I know about when they originally you. came out. Yeah, I don't know about the original game. But I can say I did not like the third one actually. Okay. I mean, not that, that overall right. I didn't like it. I just think it had this. You spent like fucking Very three hours game. in the orphanage Very in the beginning. Game. Um, it's uh the I it's the summer it's the summer episode for uh, Yakuza games. Right. But I never yeah I, I never got into the series before. Well, six I guess six is when I got in the series. So yeah I was. Okay. Yeah, I guess what yeah. I'm saying is I wonder if it's kind of like a repeat pattern where they're now recodifying what they want these games to be. And it's basically a new series at this point, like you just said, Andy. Yeah. I, I think that's a, a fair yeah. take for sure. Basically it is a new series. Um, yeah. yeah I, I agree with that take, Andy. And I think you'll, I think you'll agree even more by the end of the game. Cool. I'm excited to get there, but hopefully not too fast. Too yeah, sleepy. yeah. I think I think you're. I mean, you, you've learned you've learned a few things, but you you still haven't you still haven't popped the the cork off yet. No, yeah. I mean, there's still like the central mystery at the beginning of the game is still there. You know what I mean? Like, why? You had some tidbits. You learned about the overseer a little bit, or you know, there is a the person overseer. called the overseer who supposedly runs Hawaii. I fought uh, the, the the king hobo who within his in his cult. I know that he's not actually a hobo. He just kind of looks like one. Oh, bro, you didn't fight him, though. You just fought, like, some of his people, right? I mean, I guess, yeah. Like, you're right. I didn't really fight him. He, he just left me with his squad. But I, I, destroyed well, I don't really squad. think you're going to beat the shit out of an old man. Are I know, you? and that guy's supposed to be, like, 100 years old. That's what they say. What's up with that? Isn't that weird? What is up with that? It is weird. But it wouldn't be the first time that Yakuza had confirmed something supernatural. That's true, but usually not in the main story. That's true. Yeah, usually that's like weird sides. Of, but uh, there was a, what was like it? Uh, um, Hero? When Tachibana waves his hand and turns the city off? Yeah. I really thought he was doing that for a second. I, I like, did, Dude, fuck? that was my first Yakuza <laughs> game. I absolutely thought for a second that he had like magic electrical powers and I was like, oh, this is why those guys like that game. I thought it was going to be some oh, sort of like, te like tech glove, like his watch could do it or something. I didn't think it was like magic exactly, but I thought it was going to be something insane like that. I was like, watch oh, dogs okay. tech. It, and, yeah. and the game, like, it's totally framed to make you think that because like what's happening is rolling blackouts and he's like pointing out like all the problems in the city and how he has control over the infrastructure and he does that by waving his hand during a rolling blackout. Like, come on. Like, you're trying to show me that you, you do this. It's a pretty cool uh, scene, though. Yakuza 6 yeah, confirmed I would, ghosts. If I saw yeah. that, yeah. Uh, Gaiden, there's a ghost in uh, Gaiden in one of the sub-stories. <laughs> well, we've seen the, I don't know if you finished it, but there's aliens in uh, Yakuza 8, the sub-story. Yup, there's aliens. Yeah. Wait, no, that wasn't, those weren't real aliens. Well, at the end of the cutscene, though, you did see a, a flying. While you and the professor walked off, you did like there was an actual yeah, spaceship true. in that the background. True. You're right. That's enough about infinite wealth, though. I'm sure it'll be a subject for weeks to come at the pace I'm playing it. <laughs> the other game I had to talk about, I can't remember if you guys actually talked about this. I'm sure you did. Helldivers Two. No, no, because a, a little, no, a little bit last episode, okay. two weeks ago. But yeah, we've been really getting deep into Helldivers 2 recently. Um, this kind of been, I think, the main multiplayer game going on in our group. Yeah, I like Helldivers. I like to dive in hell. Oh, 
uh, yeah, I'm having a ton of fun with that game. I think it's a within the first few hours, my, my take was this is what Deep Rock Galactic has done to the multiplayer gaming industry, and I'm all here for it. Um, takes all the best lessons from Deep Rock, and just it's a lot of fun. It really sells the Starship Troopers EDF vibe of uh, yelp shouting crazy things where you're shooting bugs with the buds. Um, it's just like a fun simulator. It's, it's totally, just fun. <clears throat> I totally agree with you that all that you know Deep Rock was doing. Is that really... You think that's really the the main source, the original source of that stuff? That Deep Rock had that kind of influence? There wasn't other games kind of doing similar there's, stuff? There's just <laughs> a lot going on in this game that's like straight Deep Rock. Like the resupplies is a minor thing that's functions exactly like Deep Rock. The whole right. galactic map interface um, is hmm. pretty Deep Rocky. The, the hub area in between these missions. Um, I don't know if you had a point, John. I kind of cut you off. No, I'm saying I'm sure if you looked hard enough, yeah. I mean, obviously there was a Hell Divers one. Um, you know, it's taking a lot of inspiration from that, but uh, and that was like a twin stick shooter, you know, kind of over the head. Um, yeah, I think I think you could say Deep Rock is definitely a big inspiration. Uh, I know you guys didn't play it, and you know, obviously they're probably developing it, you know, before it came out, but uh, very much like the Starship Troopers game that came out, except for obviously, you know. Uh, first person, uh, and then theme too. Obviously, you know the Hell Divers is. Yeah, kind of, I mean, you could look at yeah. it and think it was a Starship Troopers game if nobody told you. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm with Andy. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I mean, just to get the negatives out of the way, there's been uh, a bunch of server issues happening over the past two weeks, uh, disallowing a lot of people to get in or or being stuck in wait times for yeah. for sometimes hours. Um. So, you know, honestly, for if you're just like, hey, I want a new game, I'd say maybe hold off until those things are getting fixed, which it seems like it's kind of happening slowly. Um, but put that issue aside, total recommend. Yeah, super fun. Yeah, Just absolutely. co-op game with the boys. Hey, the, uh, the fact that I'm willing to, on Sunday, I sat in queue for like three or four hours before I even got a chance to play. Uh, it's just a testament to how fun the game is. Like that's what I wanted to do is I wanted to play this game bad enough that I sat in the queue. Has it gotten better since then, or still it has? I think. I mean, it's it's yeah. hard to say because like this last weekend was a holiday weekend, um, so I, the servers were probably more loaded than they would normally be. Hmm. Um, and immediately after the weekend, they launched a patch which was meant to help address some of those issues in. So far this week, my experience has been less than 10 minutes in queue um, on the days I've been playing. But um, I have how much of that is because holiday's over, everybody's back to work, and so naturally lower pop than before, and how much of that is that the issues are getting legitimately better? I, I don't know. I think after this weekend, we'll get a really good read on that. There's actually another patch today, too, I saw that. On I, say, I haven't gotten the game and confirmed it, but I read they, that uh, the new patch puts an AFK timer. Yeah, 15-minute uh, timer. Previously, yeah. you know, people would get in the game and they didn't want to, you know, potentially wait for hours to have to re-get in, so they would just, you know, alt-tab or whatever and keep their game on. There's no sort of AFK. You could, you know, unlimited time. Yeah, I believe this latest update put a 15-minute timer, so I'm sure that helps a little bit. And, you know, whatever else they kind of did on their, their back end. Yeah, it seems yeah. like slowly but surely it is getting better, but I am not confident enough to say it's fixed yet, so I, you know, hold off. That's 
that dissuades you. Yeah, and I mean, I wish I could even say that once you get in, everything is fine and dandy. And I think most of the time it is, but we're still getting like maybe every other mission, somebody drops in the middle of the mission, disconnects, has to rejoin. Yeah. yeah. It's not a yeah, huge thing. You can just rejoin the mission, but it certainly is frustrating when you're annoying. right in the middle of a firefight with your budge and then you just see everyone running in place. You're like, oh, well, I got to wait here a minute while I disconnect and then I got to join the game again. And you gotta reconnect, go find where you dropped all your stuff, pick it up. Yep. Oh, okay. But it's still fun enough that you guys would start Exactly, still... you know, that is, yeah, the, the I guess the, um, the proof of the game is that it is more than fun enough where I'm willing to put up with these things and put you know, dozens of hours in it already. Yeah, I think most any other game I would have just refunded it really quickly. We like Kill Bug. Did Knoxville <laughs> refund it? That's what he posted? He didn't. No, oh, no, he no, 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 no. Wallpaper simulator yeah. or engine or whatever the hell it was. Knoxville has never bought the game. Yeah, he didn't want oh, to. But yeah, okay. he, he got wallpaper engine because he's holding. I think I was telling him about it. That's why I use well, That's what a lot of you use for our wallpapers. I use that. Yeah. I think he downloaded. I think if I were it. To, he said it was uh, too much anime or something, and he just yeah. He did, I've he got never had that issue with anime. that. I know you just search for. I just search like I want. That's what I'm saying. I want well, there's an option. There's an option in the beginning when you start it, and it's. It says, hey, do you want to see all the anime ones? And you just click hide. And gotcha. Yeah, but even if you do, they still get through. I don't want to derail uh, yeah, us. I, he, just, he wrote, yeah. I'm doing my part, and then posted the screenshot of him refunding it. That's why I thought it was uh, Helldivers. Yeah, it's a, it's an honest mistake, especially because Wallpaper Engine is only written like twice in that screenshot. So you can oh, totally miss bad. it. But. Yeah, guess, well, you know, it's doing its part. Yeah. Um, I'm glad everybody's enjoying Helldivers. I got yeah, a hot like take it? here, though. Uh, so far, it's like okay for me. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You play like three games. Who do you play with? All of you guys. No, you did not play with me. I'm not so saying it's bad at all. Don't ever get offensive. You guys didn't make the game. Okay, relax. Back up, back up. Line number one. You literally did not play with me. I'm not saying it's bad at all. I had fun. Address the issue. Who did you play with? You did not play with all of us because you didn't play with me. I played with you. You kept. You kept. You did not. You I did, did you not kept, play you with kept me. Disconnecting you did not play with. with me, bro. You, <laughs> what are you I, talking about? I played a match with you. You just kept disconnecting you over did, and over again. You did not play with me, Vito. We I, have never played this game together. Can somebody please back me up? Andy? Uh, you got it the other day. I got online. You guys were already full. Like, what are you talking about? I, I definitely wasn't there. So I have and there, are, there's Greg. Sorry, there's all of us. I guess me and Greg aren't all of us. I I I mean I let me won, hear the problems Vito. Let, I will let me, bet I'll bet a million dollars I play with you. You're disconnecting constantly. I don't know why you're disconnecting. You just kept disconnecting and you're rejoining. Would I make that up that I was you, in a game and you were re disconnecting? Yes, and rejoining? I think you're thinking of Zach or Alex no, or something. It was I specifically you. remember getting on and you guys were full. I played multiple days in a row. You're forgetting a you day. Did you did not play multiple you're, days. What you know, are you you're talking like level about? Four. You get to level four. I'm going to leave this games. podcast you've, right now if we're going to argue over something You've played so like simple. three missions. You're, multiple days, you've played like three missions. Like, what are you on about? Greg says he was there. Yeah, fuck you, Greg. <laughs> John was not there, though. What are you? He was not there. It was me and Andy. I've Four player game. With, you I've and played with John. Greg. All right. Anyways, what what are your other problems with the game? I don't have any problems with it. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. My friends just, just refuse to believe that they played the well, game. Well, Andy, me, I, I mean, if I, well, if you played, if you played, if you were in the game and you played with Andy and you played with Greg, 
Who else was You want that? me to tell you who the fourth person was? John what? knows who the fourth person it was. It was Eric. No, that was just the other day. I played multiple days of this game, guys. I played the other day with, I don't know who it was, but John was absolutely in there disconnecting. I was not in there, bro. You are bugging. Listen, I, 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 so I also think of John. Someone's just misremembering. Fine, I don't think dude. there's going to be a resolution to this because it's just a memory thing. For I know. Somebody. It just makes me mad that, like, we have, like, why would I? Obviously, make both people laugh. feel like they <laughs> want to be giggle. believed. I didn't say you made it up. I'm saying you're misremembering it. That's it. I'm not misremembering it. Anyway, the game is. Vito is the game's fine. Baron. It's a forty dollar game, and not even the, it's not even the queue times that bother me. I just feel, I don't know. I, I I it's a wave shooter. Um, you kill not bugs. A, not not a wave. Not shooter. a wave shooter. Not a wave shooter. You, you shoot waves of bugs. Um, <laughs> is whatever you, whatever you, whatever the, the genre is you want to say. I'm just saying you shoot waves of bugs. Um, it's fun to do. There's a lot of unlocks. There's a lot to unlock that I haven't unlocked. That's cool. I'm excited to do that. Um, I like. I don't know in games where you shoot waves of bugs, like a game like Deep Rock, where like. I don't know. I like where there's like support classes. Like I like, you know, in that game, you can like build bridges and, you know, put up zip lines and stuff like that. Like it's not purely just shooting bugs. Um, but that's the only thing I guess I don't, I, I guess I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to say this game's bad at all. I was just trying to say for some reason, um, everyone really, really likes this game. So I feel like I'm, um, I don't know. For some reason, something's wrong with me that I'm not like. You say zip line. We don't have to uh, like every like time in Deep game. Rock. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh, you got as much. As I mean, I I think, and you're gonna hate me. You're gonna yell at me. But the genuine, true response is that you played like three games. Like, I guess, yeah, yeah, like, but I, still, I think you're after still you played out the whoop and stuff, that's fine. But after you played three games, you, you're like you're already liking it before that is what I'm saying. I mean, it took me a couple think, games to like start liking it. I mean, I, I I thought it was interesting from the get, but there's enough stuff going on that it takes a bit to get it. I mean, what you're just saying about support classes and stuff, yeah, this game doesn't have classes, but it kind of does because like you can choose ba- your stratagems to tailor what kind of person you want to, what kind of guy you want to be. Like it doesn't have the geo, like the map terrain modification aspect to it like Deep Rock does. But beyond that, like yeah, I mean, I could be a support guy if I want and come in with the bullet pack and supply ammo to people. I could pick up the autocannon backpack and uh, reload Greg's gun, you know. Or I could just choose to do to- totally different things otherwise. You could be the turret guy. John's a turret guy. He throws down an HMD and jumps on a mounted turret. Right. Maybe it's not um, yeah, as explicit as the games that I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, like I said, I, I want to play more. I-, I-, I guess my point is if I didn't have a bunch of friends playing this, I would have two houred it and refunded it from the queue times. Um, I mean, like, like I'm not liking it enough to get through the queue times like you were, I guess is my, my point. I could, I mean, I wouldn't play. I I guess the, the difference for me is like this game, I will play by myself. I'll jump in an easy or a medium and I'll yeah, have fun. Like I probably won't do that. I would never play deep rock by myself. I, I don't, I don't think it's fun. As far as the things you name a deep rock. I mean, those are literally like, I mean, you name the platforms and the zip lines. Not that I'm trying to nitpick, but those are just movement things. And those are my favorite things about Deep Rock. That's because movement is extremely important in Deep Rock. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't make sense to, like, what are you going to do with, like, a zip line gun and, and, like, hell divers? You're on, like, a flat terrain, you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't, 
Yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah. I, I but I mean, I, I know Andrew's saying that was just like a, a very specific. But I think that if you played more, like Andrew was saying, there there are there are no classes in the game. You just bring in stratagems. But there are plenty if you want to be a support guy. You know, there's shields, there's uh, force fields, you know, stuff like that. Um, but at the end of the day, you don't have to like every game. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah. True. I am curious. Um, I haven't been around much in the past week or so. And, of course, I could just ask him next time I talk to him. But uh, has Knoxville expressed why he's not interested in playing Helldivers 2? Uh, only he cares. Just well, because yeah. of the technical problems. No, no, he's he said that he he's been on the fence of buying it a couple times, but he he had this exact experience with Dark Tide when it launched. So I think he's just wary about having hmm. another Dark Tide experience. Okay. Yeah, I think especially in his case, like forty dollars for a game that you know Knoxville gets to play with us, you know, Mondays and Tuesdays, and right. sometimes at like one a.m. You're not going to wait, you know, yeah, in the queue at one a.m. So doesn't add up. That makes sense. Also, he didn't like uh what and, and this could actually this could be a point veto. I don't know, maybe maybe this is a reasoning. Uh he hates fighting robots in games. <laughs> so it's like half the faction is robots. Uh, and then you know, it seems like a silly argument, but for him it's like he's like, I just don't want to fight robots. I get it. Robots aren't like I don't know, they're like soulless. Robots you know robots mean? are cool to fight. They can be But I these robots can, I I, say, I, I think say, it can be done I right. Agree with him. These ones, these robots are cool. I like I like fighting these robots. I like fighting the robots because it's not just it's mechanically it's different. Bug. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, a lot of times robots are just reskinned humans or like, you know, the classic like like gears. They're just reskinned yeah, identical to to the locust. Just like, oh, this yeah. is a robot, right? But we're gonna like make you think it's something big. But no, the, you know the robots. You know they obviously the big difference is they fire back at you. So you have to kind of bring a totally different loadout when you're fighting like a robot mission uh, opposed to a bug. And it's but, not uh, just as simple as like, oh well, I need the 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 weapon that has aren't has robot killing bullets versus the weapon that has you know there's there's, there's different. Things that you think about with strategy and tactics going into a robot mission. It's it's enough to keep it interesting. That being said, 90% of the missions I've played are bugs, because I love killing bugs. But I don't <laughs> hate when we play robots. They do squish and gush. Goo. I actually had a question based on some gameplay I saw from John the other day. Um, there are, like, boss uh, enemies, right? There are, like, the bigger ones that come out every now and then. Yeah. And... Oh, they're heavy. They're, well, they're, it, they're so... classified as a heavy enemy. The way the game works, and this could be, and I, I don't know, uh, could be another reason you weren't totally digging it. The, the way the game works is, uh, depending on the difficulty you're playing, it kind of breaks into like the first two difficulties, you'll fight like the basic enemies. You turn up to three and four, it'll bring in some more enemies. You know, five, six, uh, I think that's like when it brings in all the enemies. Uh, yeah, so there, there are certain... Um, uh, you could call them mini-bosses, like one's called a Bile Titan, and it's just like a building size bug yeah. that you know roams around and i think the robots have a tank i think i saw you fight the bio titan and i was just curious like are those fun to fight because it seemed like you're pouring a lot of uh fire into it for a long time and i wasn't sure from your perspective like are, is that fun to fight those types of enemies uh i'd have um, to go back and look at what i was doing because I might have just been shooting at it for fun. So certain the bugs have, and the robots too, they have like an armor system. And the, the guns are rated, you know, light armor penetrating, medium armor, and stuff like that. So 
if I just hopped on a turret and I was just like blasting away at it, and you can even see like it has a little indication for like no no damage. Uh, you're not doing anything. You're just having fun. You're bouncing. Your little bullets are, are ineffective and bouncing off. To kill the bile titan specifically, you usually need to call in an ordinance. Uh, so yeah, any shooting was probably just yeah. We maybe just desperate. Drop a big bomb on it. And oh, okay. That's the okay. end of it. Or you could launch like a pod down through their head. Right. I think I saw you do that with Greg. <laughs> yeah. The hitbox is pretty pretty buggy on the Bile Titans. No pretty buggy on that them I, bugs. I do find those big things fun to fight. If only, I mean, and it, it does help that there are few bullet sponges in the game. Like, yeah. What John said is correct. Like, the way to kill a Bile Titan is to drop a big ordinance on it. But if you wanted to kill with guns, it's going to be a bullet sponge. But it's also maybe the only one in the game. I mean, maybe you would argue a charger is also kind of a bullet sponge, but I would say not because, again, there's like ways to take it down quickly if you know what you're doing. Okay. Well, I actually didn't know that. Bugs. I didn't know how frequent those were. There's only like two bug types that I've seen that I would classify under that category. And even then, they're, they're pretty different. There's really just the I one see. that I've seen. Uh, I could keep going on and on about Helldivers. I, I think it's that good. Uh, just a few quick notes is that um, things that, in my opinion, help it stand apart is the weird little mini game that you have to play to call stratagems is like you hold control and you put it in a fighting game combo using WSAD. I think that is a brilliant idea. It's it's a lot of fun to do that. It's rewarding and it's stressful in the most tense situations. It all kind of works out. Big fan of the stratagem system. They stress me the fuck out. That's funny. And I know they don't change, but at first I thought maybe they, they don't change, right? They, they're always the same. I feel like they, I thought at first they were changing game to game, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking hard. Sorry, I'm no, but one, now, and I see, I see John got blown the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> that, could, I, all right, that could have been anybody. Oh, you guys jumped uh, out. I think that was uh, Fathers. Could fathers. be anybody that I, on my friends list st starting with the letter F. <laughs> I, 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 I remember this game <laughs> now. This is the I one where I get yelling at a salute. Uh... It's funny, that's the only screenshot I have of this game. And I remembered <laughs> I took a screenshot, but I wasn't sure. I was like, I fucking better have this this goddamn screenshot. Could it be F for Flash. Blown up. Uh, oh, we can't do that, can we? Flash, put this uh, that screenshot as a thumbnail for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> episode. Yeah, put my shame out there. It's a good screenshot. Um, the, good the, the last thing I want to mention, I think that is helping the game stand apart for me in my brain, is the or the stratagems themselves. Like, the game is totally made with a rule of cool philosophy. Like, it's cool and fun that the player can call down a giant napalm strike every 20 or 30 seconds. So let's just let them do it. Um, so far, the game hasn't felt, like, too easy because of that. It's kind of like, I don't know, it, we're, what we've been playing, at least, has felt kind of like the sweet spot in difficulty. I'm yeah, definitely down hard. to go. Definitely down to go more. But I just love that, like, you can call down giant nukes. You can you know, call down mortar sentries and that kind of thing. It only helps so much, you know. Still got to rely on teamwork and the boys. Yeah, I think that the game has, and, you know, I, I'm sure there's, like, a meta loadout or whatever, but I don't even want to look into that. But it seems like the game has a very high ceiling, you know. We're we're playing on uh, hard and extreme, just, like, five and six, and I, th I think the difficulties go up to eight. Not nine. eight or nine, nine, nine. Yeah. I haven't even seen those, but I'm I'm guessing you need to have it pretty tight to, to play on those. Uh, and I'm yeah. excited to try it. 
like so like Eric I think just got the game last night he was asking if it's worth like talking about like okay I'm gonna bring this stratagem so you should bring that one and then that guy will bring this one and it's like at the level we're playing at nah but I could totally see that being discussions that happen when you get to level or difficulty nine you know what I mean certainly certainly do you guys experience anything that was like um you know how they're supposed to like I don't know throw things in in the overall game. Um, yeah, yeah like an AI director. Yeah, experience anything like that? No, or? and I you know I don't want to call anyone a liar because I don't know anything about that. But I think that's all bullshit. Or if it was, it just goes along with the narrative that they were expecting not this many players. So even if that was a system, you know they probably would be impossible to implement for everyone playing. That's my my theory, at least. No, I have I have not felt like the special hand of somebody has been guiding my game. Sometimes <laughs> I think I honestly think I feel that in. I, I don't. Too. I don't even. Maybe, maybe you could call it a lie, but I think what that is is like a really overblown marking way to phrase things. Like the war is emergent, and you know, uh, if you if players lose on this planet over and over and over, then the robots are going to take over that planet, and that'll affect things in the future. Like. Maybe giant meta swings will eventually be felt, but I also believe that, that that kind of shit is all kind of planned out anyway. Like they know how hard things are, you know. They they got to have an idea of like where the war is going even before it starts, you know. Otherwise, how can they be sure it's going to be fun and work out? Planet Side Two had a thing like that where, I mean, th th that was like a more massively multiplayer shooter game, but um, where actual factions of players were actually dictating the course of who controlled the actual what, war, you know yeah. levels and territories whatever well that is how it's supposed to go in this right you, know, you look at the map and you see certain planets are controlled by you know bugs or robots when you complete a mission there you know it has usually you know you're only one person or one team so you know you liberate the planet by like point zero 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 one percent yeah and it's everyone else but I just wonder how far you can carry that, right? Let's let's look at the world or the universe where the game bombed and nobody's playing it. Like, those numbers would never move, right? They would have to change the parameters to make it just fit for less people to make more of an impact. That's, that's exactly it, right? Yeah, they would just do exactly that. They would just wait your... Maybe, maybe in that world, when you beat a mission, you make a 3% contribution instead of a point zero 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 three. you know? Yeah. Uh, I'd be interested to see what, what happened if people stop playing. Like, are the bugs just going to come across Super Earth? Yeah, right. Yeah, that'd be fun to see. Yeah, the war's over. They did it. Uh, that's Hell Divers 2. I think I've, I've waxed on long enough about that. Um, great game. Um, I'm with John in that I don't necessarily recommend it right now, given the server issues, but I hope to give it a a, a resounding recommendation in a couple weeks. Gameplay-wise, definitely deserves it. Yeah, lifetime recommendation, perhaps. That's me. And D. That's Andy. That's me, Andy. And with that, I think it's time for us to go ahead and close out the pod. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, we will... Two hours already, eh? Damn. All right, <laughs> wow. just because he was uh, like a little... Just because he was a little hey and hairy, let's, let's see what Vito got to say. Vito, <laughs> present your report card for the last week. <laughs> I like Vito's report card. Uh I mean I don't I really don't have much. I did the Hell Divers. Um 
got the Deep Rock Survivor. I've uh, been playing a little bit of that every night at the end of the night. Uh, fun, fun game. Uh, it's, it's, you know, Vampire Survivors with Deep Rock flair. Uh, it's like I wouldn't buy this game if I didn't really like Deep Rock and the Deep Rock theme. Um, but I do. Certainly. So yeah. I like this game. It's fun, but it's not anything super special. Now, um, I understand I mean, what you what you mean when you say that. But does that mean that it's like worse than Vampire Survivors or the like or like the, the best? Vampire the, Survivors uh, is like very, vamp- not a very different game, but it's a different game. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would at this moment, I'd say, yeah, Vampire Survivors is a better Definitely. game. I mean, Vampire Survivors has a ton of content. It has like quests. It has pages of unlocks. Um, a lot of different weaponry, um, different maps, weird little Easter eggs, tons of bosses and shit, that you, and things that you just have to figure out on your own. It's a in like an old school video game kind of way. Vampire Survivors has a lot. Right. Um, this game. Uh, you know, you, you fight off waves of bugs, it auto fires, um, the deep rocky things about it are, um, you can, there are like, I don't know, like walls throughout the map, all around the map, forming the map and the pathways, but you could mine through them just by like walking at them and you'll auto start mining through them and you can make your own paths. And those paths are fun. Cause you know, you could funnel enemies, you could use them to evade enemies, Um, So that adds a level of complexity to the game that like, you know, Vampire Survivors doesn't. Um, And then you have the four deep, yeah, I guess four deep rock survivor classes and uh, each of them have like their own specific guns um, that you could find and upgrade. And then when you upgrade your gun all the way, just like in deep rock, you could overclock it and that changes like the nature of the weapon. Like maybe now, it shoots fire bullets or uh, maybe now it's super high damage, but the rate of fire is slower, but overall it's not as interesting as like in vampire survivors where like, if you upgrade your, I don't know, your fucking scythe all the way to the top, then your guys just like shooting scythes all over the screen and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, That game is, I guess just a little zanier, Um, but this game's fun. Um, I like the mining. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's chill. If you like deep rock, it's, it's like a $10 game, maybe worth picking it up, but I wouldn't recommend it for like just a, a regular survivors genre game fan. If they, if they haven't played the deep rock games, would you well, agree I, with that John? Right now? Sure. I actually a hundred percent, but one thing to note, you know, obviously vampire survivors has been out for a few years. And yeah. uh, Deep Rock, this is an early access game. This isn't the, the full game out right now. Okay. Uh, Good point. They did have a rough, uh, you know, roadmap or whatever. I'm not going to go over it all, but pretty much everything you mentioned, you know, all the, the normal stuff that you would add, like Vampire Survivors, they're, you know, they're looking to kind of add eventually. But okay. I do agree that they play pretty differently in the sense that Vampire Survivors, you know, you start in a week. And over the course of 30 minutes, you become just like this ball of destruction to the point where, you know, you can sometimes just like get up and walk away, get a drink, you know, not move, but your guy is just right. so fucking strong, just radiating so much shit. The nothing can get to you. Yeah, the screen is just flashing. Uh, that's not going to happen in, in Deep Rock. At least it has not happened to me yet. Um, yeah. I think it's actually kind of a, 
almost like a mix between a, a sur vampire survivors kind of, you know, run around and let the game shoot itself and a tower defense in the sense that, you know, when, what Lito was talking about with these walls, you know, you're kind of setting up like kill tunnels and funneling, you know, the bugs around these, you know, they can't go, well, they can't go through the walls, there's enough of them. The small ones will funnel around through these tunnels. You're kind of making these tunnels and there's big areas too, you know, and funneling them through to get fit, you know, your weapon that you're using because, you know, different weapons shoot, you know, different ways. Some, you know, only shoot in front of you. Some, you know, kind of like a beam around you. So you got to kind of tailor it to your character. But, um, well, yeah, I pray the engineer a lot and it kind of, it just adds to it. They, you know, the engineer in uh, classic Deep Rock uses turrets and stuff. Right, and they do in this turrets. game too. Um, so I'm really playing like a tower defense game. Like I'll dig tunnels and then I'll have my little turret placements and you know, I'll make the bugs run through them and they'll get shredded and I'll just kind of loop the map doing that that sounds pretty cool that is, it is pretty cool yeah i just unlocked the, the engineer i really like the engineer but yeah I, I would say my complaints right now are that yeah there there's I mean, just not that much content i mean it's a fair amount but i i think and i hope they change it right now it takes a fucking long time to unlock that shit like i have 13 hours in the game and i'm like still unlocking very basic things uh a system of the game i, th I think is going to change you know vito was talking about the overclocks you know that change how the weapons work but to unlock those overclocks just to like get them available for you you first have to level the weapon up to level 12 and then you unlock it and then the next run while you're leveling your weapon up you can unlock overclocks so it's like a completely dead fucking run when you get a new weapon you're like oh i'm gonna try and just unlock this thing's overclocks Right. You're you're putting all your resources into just leveling it up for no payoff except for you know unlocking it during the next run. So it's just like a, a kind of a weird system. It just makes the game kind of you have to play more matches than I, I think you should. You usually right. don't even end up winning those because you're not powered up, you know, because you didn't have the overclock. Yeah, uh, I could see that changing, but yeah, overall I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. And like yeah, I mean if. You know, I, I said this a bunch, you know, before these new games were announced. Um, I, I really like the Deep Rock property, and I, I always thought that it could do spin-off games well. Uh, and I think this is proof. It's not amazing. It's not going to, you know, pull in people like Vampire Survivors did, but I think it's a totally solid game in the, the series and in the genre. Yeah, yeah and I, I genuinely mean that I like this game because I like the deep rock theme, like you said, and I like, I, I think it does, it does feel like I'm almost playing like a top down deep rock. Like the formula carries over really well and, and it does feel like deep rock. Um, yeah. So I didn't mean to take away too much from it. It was also not an expensive game. Uh, yeah, um, certainly. And it makes me you, more excited for, uh, I think oh, yeah. in the summer, when it's fall, I don't know, whatever it is, the, the deep rock, like roguelite that's coming out. So stoked for that. Did you beat the, did you beat a run yet? I haven't beaten like a run. I know Alex was talking about like he, he beat a run. Yeah, Alex seemed like he's beaten a few of them. I've gotten, after I unlocked the engineer, I that's like, I don't know. I don't know if it's the best class or just best class for me. I was able to beat uh, all three of like the level ones. Okay. So I, I have I, not I been able to beat a level two the, yet. Um, I haven't beaten the, uh, I want to say Brumach so bad. I've come. It <laughs> took that, me. Oh, you know, the, the I don't uh, even. Mind flooded me. Or, uh, 
It's like a big Praetorian though. Big, dreadnought, big, dreadnought. Dreadnought. Yeah, I haven't beaten the dreadnought yet. That guy's kind I've of come close. The only I've, I've I was close. only able to do with the engineer at first. Is that like, the end of the run? If you yeah, you guy? kill him and you just go home. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah hopefully the will I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll post the, the little roadmap thing. It looks cool, but yeah. So that's a uh, Deep Rock Survivor. Um, then um, I made my girlfriend play. Uh, what's the matter with Edith Finch? Uh, what's the matter? <laughs> what's the matter? What's, <laughs> what's the deal with Edith Finch? <laughs> what's the matter with Edith Finch? Uh, what what remains of Edith Finch? I fucking love that game, dude. I really do. It's a good game. Yeah, it is my favorite walking simulator. Uh, you yeah. know, a genre, if you want to call it that, whatever. Edith is an old person name, though. This game sounds like Edith. Edith. Right. Uh, yeah, my girlfriend might yeah, have a word. Uh, <laughs> might have to have a word with you. Um, yeah, no, so, you know, she's played a couple of games so far. We've talked about this. Now is the time to get her into uh, 3D games using two yeah. sticks in a 3D space, which is the big challenge. You know, big it's Big step. So, you it's know, good. naturally, I think, I think the way to go is a walking simulator. So we started with Edith Finch. I was like, this is a game we could beat in one sitting. I didn't know if we were going to beat it in one sitting um, just because... Not only would you have to beat the game, but also have to figure out how to like walk around in, in a 3D space. We beat it in one sitting. We beat it in like, I think it was like three hours or three and a half hours, which is not bad. I, th- I think I beat the game in like two hours. I was going to say a two, two and a half, somewhere on yeah. there. Um, and uh, yeah, we got through it. Um, you know, still needs to work on her 3D, um, you know, walking and movement. stuff like that movement. But uh, we, she got through it, you know, no problem. It's not like you need to react fast in that game. But um, yeah, the overall take of the game was that it was super fucking sad. Um, <laughs> like she was very sad playing this game. Yeah, I did not. And you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not like a macho dude, like emotion. No, yeah, I, yeah. I get that from games, but I was playing. I just thought it was more like a dark comedy. Like that's how I thought. That's what I thought too when I first played it. Playing it with her. I did realize more like this is this is a really fucking sad game. Well, like it's yeah, it's kind of just sad sh- all the way through. But I I do I'm still I'm still with you there. Where like it's sad. Okay, first of all, this this is this is my my bullet points here. It's really fucking sad. It's a game about uh spoiler alert for anybody. Um, Spoilers for what remains of Edith Finch until fifty four forty seven. And then spoilers for Gone Home until fifty eight eighteen. It's there's just like people die. Everybody in the game die. You're going through all these family members and you're playing out how they die. And a lot of them are children. Some of them are babies. So like that alone is a sad concept. But it's it's really sad. But the way that you're experiencing their deaths are often are always like whimsical in a way. I mean, you're not just playing. Yeah. It's their tragedies, but they're um, fantastical versions. You know, what I mean, like something well, yeah, as horrible as like the baby is like drowning in a bathtub, but in your perspective, the baby turns into a frog, and you're swimming underwater, and you're playing with these like ducks. Uh, you know what I mean? And and laughing. Um, it's all through and, a quirky and, lens. It's a well, exactly. It's a quirky lens that might be the darkest one in the game, but there are other ones too that do have some humor, some irony. Um, 
to to lend to what you're saying, John, where it's like there's 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 comedy there. Yeah, well, um, I think in the, in the terms comedy. of the game, you're you're reading stories, right? Each time you go into these these things, or at least some of them, right? Yeah, you're like reading diaries. Yeah, you're reading diaries. So yeah, I, I always imagine that's like how your character is kind of imagining it in your head. And you know, you're right. There there is a lot of death in the game. And I guess if you really like ground yourself, like put yourself there. Like, yeah, that is, like, terrifically sad. Like, obviously, a baby drowning in the tub is, like, kind of one of the worst things that can happen to a person. Uh, but there's just, like, this... I, I don't I want to call it funny, you know? The, the, so the yeah, game presents itself... Well, hold on. <laughs> so the game presents itself is that you're this person, you know, visiting their old family home, and all these people have died because your family keeps telling you there's, like, a fucking curse on you. Family curse, yeah. And when you get into it, you're like, oh, wow, that sucks as a curse. But as you read more of these journals and they, you know, they leave it, I guess, ambiguous. But as you read more of these journals, it becomes pretty clear that there probably isn't a curse. His family is just fucking stupid. Right? Little... <laughs> so they, not they, they, in every case, sometimes in some cases it was like, not anybody's oh, yeah. fault. But like but one, it, they, a they put a are, kid's yeah. fucking swing set on the edge of a cliff. And right. then they were surprised <laughs> when he flew off of it. Like, you know, uh, but yeah, some of them were just like the the can or the you know the fishing cannery one, my that's favorite just, at the end. That one's just that one's just favorite, real life dog. But it's also just <laughs> sad, super sad. Yeah, um, uh, just about a guy who loses touch with so sad with his actual life, loses so much touch with reality that he leaves it and then <laughs> and then kills himself basically. So yeah, the game's super sad, but. I mean, no, I it's guess, funny though, too, dude. Totally <laughs> check it out. Yeah, though. yeah, dude, fucking hysterical. Um, but yeah, so she, I, I don't. She says that she, um, she enjoyed playing it, but it did make her very sad. And you know, my point was like basically, you know, s- sadness in media. I mean, you can make this argument for life too, but sadness in media, I don't think is like a purely negative um, emotion to capture. Like, yes, it is. Oh, it's no. a painful one, but there can be things to learn from it. It can be entertaining in, in its own way. You know what I mean? It, it, it's not, I don't refuse to play, you know, something that's sad. Um, you wouldn't it, refuse to watch like a sad movie just because right. you know, it'll make you sad. It's like, no, you're experiencing the human condition or what have you, you are, you know, plucking at your heartstrings to feel more, no, to feel more, you know, to feel something. Yeah, and this game is not without its wholesomeness too. I mean, it's 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 that sadness for no reason at all. I mean, yeah, I was um, gonna say, you know, I I don't think it's hard to for any medium to to just if they want to just make someone sad. You can just write down some fucked up stuff, right? Yeah. But yeah, I think that the game presents it in such a way that I think that yeah, if you're grounding yourself and you're thinking about the situations as you're really happening, it could be sad. But for me, I was just always I don't know, maybe distracted. And impressed how they could tell those right. sad stories in such a, like an inventive and like, like almost like a whimsical way. Like you're watching a kid, like you said, fucking fly off his swing set and like presumably crash the ground and die. But like I don't know, the narration from his brother was just like I don't know, it was more of a hopeful thing. Like he did get to fly, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they then his shrine that they remember him by is that he was like an astronaut, and they have yeah. Him old, you know, space stuff in his room because that's what he wanted to be. So yeah, yeah, it's it's exactly. I, I viewed it that that same way. 
It's um, in some small uh, part a celebration of each character's life, and that's why exactly. you're viewing it through the, their own eyes, you know? Exactly. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Yeah. And, I you think, know, you go on, yeah. I'm just going to recommend another game for her so you should continue the fun. Uh, I was just, and, and what you said, Flask, yeah, it's, it's a celebration of each of the characters' lives in a way. Um, and then, you know, the whole plot of the game basically is, you know, this family curse, and then you find out that your, your character that you're playing as, that what remains of Edith Finch, you're not, um, or sorry, you are Edith in the game, or the kid, the baby's Edith. You find out that the character you're playing as is pregnant, um... And, um, at and the you're end of the- writing a diary to your daughter, yeah, who's who is, is Edith, right? It's been a while since I've played. It's one of the daughters. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the daughter's Edith. In the belly is Edith. No, I was talking about like, the the newborn daughter. Right. You're like writing about. to her. Yeah. Well, I might be wrong about that, but in any case, you, yeah, you are pregnant, and you're actually yeah, writing to that. your yeah, yeah. your child. Um, and there's like you know this hope that like, you know. Maybe you won't fall for this. Yeah, you won't grow up believing. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, you know, it, it's it, in uh, so many sentences. It's 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 about family trauma and breaking, you know, cycles. Um, I know you can look a lot into this. I mean, it could even yeah, be like mental illness. You know what I mean? These uh, people lived on a freaking island, and you know, we're all, you know. Maybe they're passing illness, family illness, uh, mental illness down through the fan. That's why they're all freaking, you know, a little crazy. But, um, yeah. And then they do hit you with like a little bit of a supernatural scene, right? When you go out to the, it's been a while since I played, don't you, you go out to the house when the the water recedes? Mm, Am I crazy or at the end of a different game? Go on. What are you going to say? I don't know. I don't know this. No, I I mean, doesn't that happen in the game? Doesn't like the water recede and you go to like the old house? Water recede. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The water, yeah, out in the ocean, the ocean yeah. water seeds. You go down to the to the old house. It's not like supernatural, but it's kind of. I mean, I don't know. What you do you mean some, by that? Supernatural? I might just. Not, I might. It's just I'm like a weird scene. Like you're walking, almost like that. Wouldn't really like the water really wouldn't recede like that, and you would never be able to actually, you know, like it wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? In real right. life, right? There was an explanation in the game. I think it was like that. There was something happened out in the ocean, like a earthquake or something. Um, but yeah, I guess you could see that. Well, there, if, I thought what you were going to say was that there is a family member that as far as you could tell, um, they just stepped into a painting and disappeared. Oh, well, I know yeah, the answer that to is, that. I, yeah, that's I, a I reference to the, like, a different game, right? To their other Mario game, 64, yeah. yeah. Right. I, I never uh, played no, Dark the Souls, other game. Uh, DLC. <laughs> um, I was wrong, by the way. Edith is the pregnant mother. You're playing as Edith. It's the mother. Okay, that's what yeah, I, yeah, I kind of yeah. thought so, but yeah. It's a mother, but she's writing to her kid. But anyway, that's Edith Finch. We played that. Uh, we beat that, and um, it was just—it was just—it was cool getting a, a different perspective of that game. Um, that's just pure sadness and misery. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no. She she enjoyed it, and uh, now we're playing Dredge. Um, okay. I think both of you guys recommended that on Pod. It's good. Yeah. And um, haven't played much of that yet, but um. And they getting a Godzilla DLC, or was that Dave the Diver? That's Dave what? the Diver. That's Dave, Dave the, Diver. the Diver. They got a hey, Godzilla dude, DLC? It's getting a guy. Yeah, I don't know if it did, what? or it's getting it. Yeah, right? Dude, Dave the Diver's going to come up. Dude, that's sick. Um, yeah. Oh, what game Dredge. were you going to recommend, Andy? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to recommend Gone Home. Mm, that's another one, similar to either. I recommended French. it before, but... Yeah. As a, as a, go ahead. Tell me why. That w- no, that was on the list. 
and I, you recommended it, and I remembered that, and I was going to bring that one up, but after the reaction from Edith Finch, I don't know. You want? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know if more, I have a game think, that is 10 times more sad than Edith Finch, what, and it's also what? a walking sim. It's called Last Day of June. We're going to do th- it. It's about a three-hour game. You already did it? No, I said we're going to do it. Oh, we're going to do it? <laughs> Bro, that game is sadder than Edith Finch. Uh, I guess shit. be ready, but it's a good game though. Only about three. Uh, I played it for about three hours, so yeah, not gonna take that long. But it's a good one. Okay, but yeah, Andy, you know, I would think that was a good one too. But I think um, have you played Gone Home? No, but it's like it's like another like one about like trauma and stuff, right? It's kind of well serious. I mean, does anybody mind if I spoil the video game Gone Home? I don't I've played it. No, I go for I, it. I like it. I'm I think home. I, I get it. I'm already trying to dog. I think it would be a good follow up eventually because. It seems like it's about all that, and it kind of is, but the twist at the end is that it has a happy ending. Like, a lot of the game is walking through the house, and, and you know, of course, there's always, there's also the, the 90s nostalgia thing that I think you and Kate would both enjoy. Uh, right. The game is, is like half of the 90s nostalgia simulator. 90s kids. But, but oh. most of the game, you're, you're like going through a mystery of like, it's kind of heavily implying that, you know, my sister is gay and killed herself. Uh, and then you find out at the end, like, no, it's all cool. Every, everybody's fine. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's just, interesting uh, last, uh, I My muzzy, uh, memory's a little fuzzy. Last day of June does not end well. Oh, oh damn. Like, July, gone, gone home. not looking good. Oh, I remember Gone Home having no, a surprise. July looking real bad. Like, Gone Home's ending was somewhat impactful for me because it was just actually pretty good and, and happy. That's cool. That changes my opinion, though. Maybe that feel. Are you are you still recommending? Or are you saying no? I would still recommend that, it. I, that, that makes me want. Only, that makes me want to play it. I think it's only like two hours long. I think it's. Uh, and I think most of the fun would be you guys like having fun with the nostalgia of the nineties. That okay. you, you have to walk through the house and see things like a phone with a cord. Uh, cl- well, a, a kaleidoscope or a, CDs and a shit. VHS tape. Yeah. yeah, um, I'm I'm right cool. about that, right? Flask about how that game ends. I'm not just making that up. Uh, Can you imagine? It'd be so fucked dude, up. That would be so fucking me, good, and, it, dude. and the ending was just horrible. Just even worse than you would imagine. Now I'm being like, I, like I a was murder completely agreeing with you, but now that you asked me, I literally am like having trouble remembering <laughs> if that's true. <laughs> but I think it is. Suicide. I think so. Um, all right, well, I'll, I'll put that back on the list. Yeah. Was up an orphan. <laughs> and the then end. make her play uh, Pathologic, of course. Pathologic? I don't know that one. I know, I know you've talked about it. Just go, I, I don't just go in blind and make her play that. Put her in the yeah. controls. <laughs> all right. You do um, Firewatch. Yeah, yeah, Firewatch is on the list. That's, that's probably coming that's up soon. Thing. The only thing is I've seen walking. it on sale before, and right now it's not, so I don't want to pick it up. The, do you have the Game Pass? I'm on the Game Pass, I think. Uh, I don't have Game Pass right now. Remember, we're playing these on the Steam Deck, so... Oh, right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, I've been talking for a while. I don't really have to say much about Dredge. Right now, it's, it's, it seems uh, cute and cozy. I like it. It's got style. Um, I'm looking forward to see more what the game's got to offer. Yeah. Oh, you cool. will. Is that all you got, Vito? Yeah, I think that's it. Hey, podcasters, we can take a little bit of a break, but... Don't you all worry? We're all still standing uh, better than we ever did. Uh, feeling like a real survivor? Feeling like a little kid? I don't remember all the lyrics. 
But we'll be back. I in don't. Few I minutes. don't like any of that. I don't know. I didn't like any, that. Not Christian. Like yeah, cash, yeah, a stray. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you said no. you were talking about you wanted to play like our. You were looking for a walking sim. There you go. The, yeah, that could be. Yeah, we're not cat people, but maybe. Uh, maybe. Stray isn't really a walking sim. It's it's Is there's it it's a little more involved than most of these other what walking the fuck? sim it's games. It's labeled oh, really? as a walking sim. I mean, yeah, it, it, I, but that's like a like Steam a, thing, right? I, yeah, it was. One it's of like the a titles 3D wall. I mean, walking sim usually first person, but like. I guess it'd be fair to call it a, well, a platformer, but like a really yeah. easy platformer that jumps for you. Uh, you still have oh, no, to kind of run, and things will chase you. And if you're following so if, the linear path of the game, it is easy. You're right, but it is not a walking simulator in the same. It's more of a platformer than yeah, the puzzle usual. platformer. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. To be fair though, Flask, um, it's not that she, she like like she we so we beat uh, Stardew Valley, Dave's Diver, you know. Other other games I said what Vampire Survivors mm-hmm. so it's like she game mechanics are not an issue it's more just like uh, having to be fast um, yeah I guess I didn't talk about that but we um, we are up to I, I looked up like the progression of the game and like we've basically beat the game I, I you know there's things there's always things you can oh, do basically beat the game I mean we, we, we got what is we, your basically beat other farmers, who cares? I mean, I get that the John, game go, can go stop. on for a while. Like, there's always, there's going to be tons of content. You know, you get got to get the completionist for everybody. We didn't do that. Well, you got, but, you got grandpa's approval, right? That's beating the game. I think Is we... getting grandpa... I th- think we did that. We did the community center. That's all done. You did the community center. That's done. And you got grandpa's approval. You beat the game. Congratulations. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then there's like, there you, uh, you know, we're on the island. They were collecting like walnuts right now. There's always stuff you could do. And I'm sure we'll pick it back up and, and play more. But um, um, my, my, I guess my point is that like, she, I don't know, she, she's learned a lot about like game mechanics and stuff like that. So I, sure. It's just um, 3D camera is the big problem. Right, and Stray does have that. Stray I just wanted to be clear on camera, what yeah. type of game it is. You know? Gotcha, yeah. Throw in a couple games of Fortnite. There you go. Well, yeah, I think everybody's back. So we're back. We are? We are, with some more roundtables, and then just a little spitter-spattering of news content. First off, spit. we'll start with Flask. Huh. I'm spitting? You're spitting. All right. Straight spitting, bruh. All right, I hope it's fire. Um, we'll see. I'll the you first know. thing I wish to speak on is I saw the movie Wonka. Did anybody else see Wonka? With Timothy Chalamet? With no, Timothy I Chalamet I, uh, as Wonka. I saw a video of him being drowned in a fountain. Uh, put the movie happen. on for my mom uh, as I borrowed a car to go to the doctors, and she said that there was not enough Oompa Loompas in it. This is true. <laughs> That's a that's a real complaint. I can understand that critique for sure. There wasn't <laughs> like, really uh, that many. That was a bottle. It, it's doing bottle. well though. I, I just looked eighty two on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, critical reception and and uh, audience reception seems pretty good, um, which makes sense. It's from the same director as the Paddington movies, which are beloved by many. Um, so right, you've got that right. whole like crowd who loves the the wholesome humor, the sort of cozy, uh, whimsy that kind of stuff. Um, 
So this is obviously the uh, the Willy Wonka origin story movie, and it is sort of sort of a prequel to the Willy Wonka movie, and sort of a prequel to the the book. I would say more from the book, probably. Anyway, um, yeah, same director and co-writers, Paddington, which I thought were pleasant, but like just okay as movies. Um, and I, I feel kind of similar too, about have like the highest, the best movie ever made. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the highest IMDb. I've never seen either of them, but they're pleasant. <laughs> I don't want to watch them know. because that's that's that, right? I mean. Right. Well, yeah, you wouldn't, you know, be downhill. I just don't identify. I didn't grow. I don't know. I didn't grow. Is Paddington? Is that an American thing? Is that a UK no, thing? I think it seems like a UK. Thing. Thing. Definitely UK. That's what I thought too. I, like, I, didn't, I didn't grow up with Paddington. Oh well, yeah, because he's named after Paddington Station in the UK. So yeah. oh, there you go. Heads up. So, yes. Watch yeah, where's the uh, cat dog movie? Don't see that go anywhere. <laughs> well, they had they had one, and it was badass. Yeah, dude. they met their badass dude. The you mean Bigfoot mom? Yeah, fuck it, yeah, dude. Dude, sick. Uh, it also got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this movie, I don't think yet has hundred percent like the cat dog movie, but um, yeah, I feel similar about Wonka, where it's like it's getting similar praise to the Pangen movies, uh. In in terms of like, whoa, it's better than you'd expect. Like, what a feel good movie. And my takeaway is, yeah, it's a feel good movie. Uh, it's even occasionally delightful, I would say. But I think as a movie, it's probably best suited for younger audiences, and that's fine, you know. But I think it is a kids, it is a children's film. Um, and there's obviously plenty of adults who watch these children's films and and get a lot of stuff out of it because it's you know <laughs> it's a padded experience it's it's wholesome mm-hmm. um uh-huh. that being said when i was a kid uh i owned willy wonka in the chocolate factory on vhs and i watched that one countless times um i also did own and read the books back then but uh what i liked about the movie is uh was kind of its like off kilter tone, as led by Gene Wilder, um, and all the like the charmingly odd decisions that they made with like you know the, the set pieces and the the lines and such. I think it has more to it than just being a pleasant movie for sure. So maybe I was after less of that like cozy zaniness in a Wonka film, and that's definitely what you get with uh, with Wonka. 2023 uh, yeah uh, i was gonna say like the the story the songs the humor all very approachable and digestible uh and it it plunders a lot of ideas from the original story and sort of repackages them with less surprise with less originality that's not a bad thing but it didn't didn't hit me the same way it's hitting many others and that happens well songs are okay they had to stack them up one, two, and three. You know, the original, the Johnny Depp one, and this one. The WCU, if you will. It's yeah. been a while if I've seen since I've seen Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Uh, Tim Burton's the only one. One I really remember. The only thing I remember about that is there were like extra scenes explaining why he likes chocolate, like his dad was a dentist or something. Yeah. And he used to like fuck with them or. Or I don't know if it was yeah, his dad. Yeah, his dad, and then his dad like disappeared or some yeah, shit yeah. like that. <laughs> I remember that, uh, but I, I don't remember See, much of that movie. It just needed to be unnecessarily crazy. 
that was like 2005 which and that movie was kind of uh the start of tim burton's turning point as a filmmaker um and and as such it kind of has that i don't know that odd unsettling nature to it that is it's like a cold whimsy that just isn't uh, doesn't have the edge of his earlier works, so I would probably put that. I'd rank that last, probably after the, after uh, Willy Wonka and Wonka. But right. um, this to me seems fair. Yeah, so putting this one in the middle is like the perfect place for it because to me it was a a middle of the road movie that has occasional moments of like, oh, that was an enjoyable gag, you know. But it is, I would say, it's a kids movie, which is fine. It's fine. Oh, and and you can use any system you want. You know, I used, you know, I'm partial to the thumb system. You know that, but we've kind of opened up to others. Uh, how how would stars. you rate this movie using your own your own kind of stars, thumbs, uh, any I mean, anything you you would want? How would you rate this? I'm on the star system now. Um, I guess I would rate it. Um, a a caramel chocolate. Whereas I'd rate Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory as like a like a truffle. Okay, okay. It's, it's like the, if you're we're getting, on the chocolate scale, I get it. Yeah. yeah, for me, if you're in a box of chocolates, the truffle is what I'm going for first. I just I like truffles. Oh. This is a personal See, I system. Caramel. I like. I like. Okay. Ones. We, 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 <laughs> for you, the chocolate hey, system on, is reversed. This, this is troublesome. You don't agree? I like the fluffy chocolate of the truffle, or the the, the sorry the um. Uh, the smooth chocolate of the truffle. It's, it sounds For me, like getting a caramel is a lesser experience. That's the personal flavor thing. It, it sounds taste. like my opinion about this movie is accurate. I don't need to see it because I already know what it's going to be. It's going to be really optimistic, happy all the way through, and it's not going to feel like Willy Wonka because. Uh, while that is like one way to look at Willy Wonka, it was also a complicated movie about a complicated guy, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it does delve into like things that are supposedly uh, bad. Like, like there's attempted murder and police corruption and uh, indentured servitude and stuff like that. But it's all padded <laughs> to make it. Yeah, twee is a good word for it. It's all padded to make it more approachable for kids. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. <laughs> I keep saying It's that. fine. It's fine. I think a lot of people like me will think it's just fine. You're upset because it's a property that you could make uh, I, a really good movie for adults or, or, or all the ages, but, but it sounds like this I, one skews pretty young. Uh, I'll speak for Flask. I don't, I don't think I would characterize his review as upset about anything. No. But I but know, the type I, of I do agree. That, well, you said no, truffles, so that like threw me. Yeah. It's confusing. You no, know what it is? It's the system. It's the, the chocolate system. Is still need some ironing out because we're 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 just white chocolate <laughs> on the system. Is, is that even on there? Well, I don't think it's see, actually the chocolate, real chocolate system right? is so subjective that. White chocolate may be in a different tier or rank for you than it is for me. I like white chocolate, but I it's a I need it in limited proportions. Right. I could eat no, truffles I all day. Too I much could only white eat a few sucks. white chocolate. Right. And I don't know if this technicality though. For my it's not actually like white chocolate's not really chocolate, right? It's like I think you're I think like, some, something about like that. Technically right. I think it's something? like asbestos or something like that. I still that. love it, don't get me wrong. 
Yeah. Can can we at least all agree that like the raspberry filling chocolate is like <laughs> that's like the worst one? I don't like filling. I don't like filling in my chocolate. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't don't put, put fruit, fruit in my chocolate. Don't put fruit in my chocolate. The only kind and of filling about, I mean, the opposite spectrum. What I about eat a chocolate fruit, fruit covered in chocolate. I would eat that. I love. Yeah, sure. This is getting chocolate covered strawberries. Like strawberries. I personally. I'm really excited to see the uh, I'm really excited to see the Wonka film universe now that they've had 30 <laughs> years to really work on the story um, and the character from I mean getting to see uh, the origin story the origin story of Willy Wonka I mean that's something the movie audiences have been asking for since uh, Willy Wonka the since 2005's Charlie and Chocolate Factory released. when they saw so it for think, the first time I think it was um, interesting with this so they're kind of going in reverse, you know, whereas Marvel, they built up the teams and then they did the multiverse stuff. They're doing the multiverse stuff, you know, introducing us to each of the Wonkas mm. and then they're going to mm. bring them together at the team. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's kind of like a, like a palindrome, if you will. Sure, sure. Well, by the way, I wanted to clarify that for me, car- caramel uh, chocolates are just fine. Like when I get them in a box of chocolates, Usually it's because I didn't look at like what the, the chocolates were, didn't have a like a you know a, a reference key thing to it. Uh, and when I bite into it and I taste its caramel, I'm like, all right, you know, I'll eat the rest of this. This is good caramel. Yeah, but <clears throat> yeah, you're, I wasn't you're wrong. looking for That's that. Why your system's weird to me. Sure, sure, I wasn't looking for. That. Now, if I bit into a chocolate and it had nuts in it. That would be an oh. actively dislikable experience for me. Oh, so. all right, okay, we're 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 on the same page there. I think. Yeah. So. Um. Cool. That's all I had to say about Wonka, though. <laughs> Tim Lee Chalamet, by the way, is like again fine. The whole time, Actually, you yeah. Feel what like, does he do for movies? I feel like he just is a face. He is a face and a name currently. He's in the zeitgeist. Um, for this movie, he is trying to be whimsical. And you feel like feel him Zany, Zany I feel or? like Johnny Depp was more successful at actually inhabiting the role of a character than Timothy Chalamet is in this oh, movie. Oh, absolutely. I think Timothy tries, but the whole time you can feel him trying. I don't think he ever actually makes it to the point where he feels genuine. And uh, but it's it's like almost there. It's like you can feel him trying, which is a you know. Good effort, bud. <laughs> it's a, it, admirable that he's even trying. I guess one could look at this movie as his attempt to balance his portfolio after getting a giant uh, name for himself in Dune as a, oh, a somber, yeah. much, much more serious tone type of character. Now he gets to, okay, he, he can have the fun movies so he's not typecast as Dune guy forever. Uh, I think that's yeah, absolutely I true. And, and I should mention, uh, he was pretty good in Don't Look Up. Where he played kind of against type as in that as well, not a That's brooding good. kind of young guy. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say, John? Uh, I have some movie news that could probably wait, but it kind of filters into this. Uh, are, sure. are you planning on seeing Dune too? I oh, am. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I and I, I while I was asking this, I looked it up, and you know, it comes out March first. But Flask, I seen that in a town that I will leave out near both of us. They're having an IMAX fan preview on the 25th. And it looks like they still have tickets available. Really? Huh? It looks That's like this it. Sunday. I mean, I didn't click to buy them, but I mean, it, it shows that they're there. You guys should go. That'd be cute. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it'll be cute. Denis Villeneuve hasn't let me won't. down yet. 
You, you fucking dare me, bro? <laughs> you fucking dare us to go out on a I date to I went to go Dune see, uh, uh, I seen Paranormal Activities with one Johnny O'Brien. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's, it's time to close the loop. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited for Dune Part 2. I'm glad you brought that up, Flash. Me too. Yeah. Uh, as for games, I played uh, that short free game from the developers of the upcoming Mouthwashing, which I enjoyed the demo of. Uh, the their their earlier game called How Fish Is Made, which Andy brought up right. uh, last podcast. How is yeah. fish made? Very short. Um, it's funny. I think this team has a good feel for uh, for game feel. But the writing of how fish is made actually makes me a little less excited for mouthwashing um, because it's genuinely unhinged to the point of nonsense. But on purpose or like just I don't bad? know. I think so. I, yeah, I would assume genuinely or on purpose uh, nonsense, but it doesn't reach that point of being like discernible nonsense to me mm-hmm. yeah um it seems to be trying to say something but what that thing is i have no idea uh well, my general standard for like offbeat writing is you need to seem like you're actually uh communicating a point even if it is obtuse like i need to get some sort of you need to provide a, a provide a foundation of communication of like what your theme is or whatever. How Fish is Made feels like a stream of consciousness writing, uh, uh, which just isn't as interesting to me. So what I hope, I guess, is that they're striving for more coherency with mouthwashing, which it, it seems like a much bigger project, more like straightforward. Uh, so I still have hope for that because I liked the, the demo of mouthwashing. There is nice. a fun musical number, though, in How Fish is Made. I think maybe that short little game is worth it just for that. Short, Perhaps. like uh, two hours? Uh, maybe even less. I don't know. It was short. Mm. It's free as well. So Let me, let me ask you, um, movie heads, a question real quick. Uh-huh. All right. You, are you familiar with the IMAX screen? Sure. I've I've yeah. been to an IMAX film. Yes. I've seen an IMAX right. in my day. I've never seen an I IMAX. I clicked on movie. Dune to see where tickets were available. The only tickets they have left are the very front row in front of the screen. You do not uh, want that. Not I could not that. imagine a two hour and forty six minute movie. Front row God. already sucks, but with an IMAX, you literally wouldn't be able Three to see hours? the whole thing. You'd have to turn your head. I'm just it's imagining me and nuts. John hand in hand leaned all the way back as far <laughs> yep. as we can go, just trying to take it all in. Uh, I'm not yeah. man, I didn't know the movie was three hours. I mean it makes sense, but I, I am two gonna forty six minutes. That's gonna be a gonna be a long seating definitely uh i played link's awakening on the nintendo switch the legend of zelda link's oh, awakening yeah. remake on the nintendo Sick. switch i finally got around to that uh there was no there was no like impetus for that i was just like you know what i've been waiting on playing that for a, like a long time and it's been far enough away since i played the original a couple years ago um yeah uh it's it's fun um it's funny how poorly the game runs <laughs> on the switch considering it doesn't seem too intense of a game but that's the switch experience i guess 
I uh, uh that's the only the original. It's uh it's the only Zelda game I've ever beaten. It's a good one to have if if you're only gonna beat one, it's it's one of the good ones, you know. I, I did, I liked it a lot as a kid. I thought it was sick. Classic Zelda experience. It kind of like really set in stone what the Zelda games were going to be like for many years to come. Yeah, well I know that the Zelda games have funny characters, but that game specifically has like like Nintendo characters, like oh yeah, did you did you run into like Mario or something or like a, a Mario stand-in or, or I I remember uh, just at the game of the kid it blew my mind. I was like, he's not supposed to be in this game. <laughs> yeah, they have like chain chomps and goombas, exactly. And the yeah, Yoshi yeah, doll yeah. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's why they I mean, that's what it was. It was the Yoshi? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I remember it just blew my mind as a kid. Yeah, I think with that one they were just like willing to try more stuff because it was kind of a side project but then yeah, well, and it was all when it turned out to be good they were like oh we should promote this and actually you know make it a mainline title yeah cool game um, were there any improvements on the switch i don't remember well i mean just... I, I think it was a great remake of the original like pretty faithful um it has quality of life improvements um the uh the item switching was a big problem in the original that is improved by just the nature of it being a more modern game um the text boxes always popping up when you uh click on certain like things in the environment and such uh or when you use items that was uh one of the most time-consuming annoyances in the original game that is much improved um so yeah it captures many old elements but also enhances them not perfect in every respect but it's it's more than enough to make for a good Zelda experience. And I think it's pretty much like you can say it's a straight up replacement for the original. Um, although the original was, was still fun to play when I played it and they added a, uh, a dungeon making mode. Dompe's dungeon making. Oh, it's sick. a side game thing where you construct custom dungeons to adventure in using uh, room modules from dungeons you've previously completed because you know like all the dungeons in these early zelda games are these little module rooms that are just like stacked next to each other right you go through doors to get into each uh adjacent one uh and that seems like it would add a lot of replayability but i found that it gets kind of repetitive pretty quickly because you're just remixing these little room experiences that you've already had and uh I would say old school Zelda gameplay kind of relies on exploring new ideas to keep it fresh. So when you're redoing the same type of stuff over and over again, you're like, okay, I just have to get through this. <laughs> if there's like a new room or two I added, I just have to get through these ones again. So I could see it being a, even in the time I played, I did play like all the missions that they preset you with the dungeon building mode. Uh, it got a bit repetitive. Um, but yeah, I like the art style. It has that, uh, you know, almost uh, clay figure modeling. I don't know. And the tilt yeah. shift with like the, the blur around the edge of the screen to make it all look toy-like. Um, it's nice to have something like that with its own sort of identity. And uh, now I can finally play Tunic. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were waiting to play. It, it was the biggest like joke version of that that I've ever done. But yeah, I actually was kind of waiting <laughs> to play tunic until i played the Link's awakening really remake funny. but that's just my silliness um yeah Link's awakening pretty good and uh 
I've been playing a heck of a lot of Balatro, the poker hand yeah. roguelike game that's sweeping the nation. I talked about that demo last time. You did. I downloaded it. I played a little bit of it. I just wasn't in the mood at the time. It still hmm. is an interesting concept to me, but I just, I, I picked it up. You know, when you pick up a game, like you're looking for something to play at like 10 PM. Sure. So you pick something up and then you're like, I'm just too fucking tired for this. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have to be in the right mindset for roguelikes in general, but this one, when you're learning a new one, it's like, yeah, you have to right, yeah, be ready like to go in with stuff. that. Uh, I played a lot of the demo, more than I expected to, and then now that the game is released, I'm playing that a lot. Uh, it's fucking addicting. <laughs> I, it's like the same level of addicting as um, Dicey Dungeons was for me, maybe even more so, because it's even easier to like get runs going. You're just in mm. it. Um, I definitely recommend it to anyone who likes these type of games. Um, it's just so, <laughs> so playable. It does have Yahtzee DNA in it. Yeah. I mean, poker mm -hmm. and Yahtzee have, say, share dog. some elements. Right. So yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's fun to like try all sorts of different builds, like in any roguelite game. Um, I've gotten to the point where I've hit like a, a sort of soft cap for my skill level currently where I can, I can consistent, pretty consistently, unless I get just like a bad start, because that does happen. I can com pretty consistently get uh, to, to beat each like run officially, but then you can go into endless mode where it just lets you continue with that build as long as you can. Um, and obviously the scores you have to beat are get exponentially higher as you go along. Uh, so even if I can consistently beat like the the official end of each run, when it gets like to the it goes from there's a place where it goes from like two million points you have to get it over to seven million. It just fucking skips millions of points that you have to get over. Uh, when it gets to seven million, I am not yet talented enough to have built a a build that can uh, can top that. So that's currently where my my skill ceiling is. Uh, but hardly recommend, hardly recommend. I think it's great. Um, and last thing, I don't even want to really talk about this that much, but I have been playing, uh, and I'm still playing, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen in preparation nice. for Dragon's Dogma 2 next month. Um, good, I'll kind good of, get. Good get. Uh, as I've said before, I played the original Dragon's Dogma, haven't played Dark Arisen ever, always meant to. Playing it now in anticipation of the sequel. And I'll talk about that game next time, maybe. Okay. And that's it for and me. This is your first time playing this game? Yes. Or you play the original but not Dark Arisen, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I just I just cool. said that. Cool. That's it for Moving me. Moving on to John. John. Ew. What have you been up to the last week other than Helldivers and such? Uh I mean, we pretty much, that was it. Um, <laughs> I could, well, you know, I feel like I, I owe the audience a segment because I talked about the game very much so, and then I haven't said anything yet. Uh, we did, we did get Lethal, Lethal, that's not, that's not the name of the game. <laughs> I'm sorry, we did get Legendary Tales. 
Say my like November twenty third right company. I'm back on. Legendary I'm back tales. on track. I'm back on track. We got Legendary okay. Tales and we played it. And uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie, it was not Kinda as sick. Not it's no, pretty sick, but not as great as I was expecting. You know. Yeah. Some of you have with a lot of input issues. Well, yeah, and I, I think that. Input issue. Oh yeah. So the main one was that, and I don't know how this happens. Like it's just not testing, or just not having enough testers. But the controls for the uh, valve index were just completely. It's just fucked. Uh, to to grab a weapon, or so. So the valve index has kind of controls built in to like the palm of your hand. It can can tell when you're squeezing. Over legendary tales, uh, previously, you know, you would just grab the weapon and you would, you know, hold on to your controller like you'd be holding on to the weapon and you'd swing around. Well, when, when it came out now, it was like a toggle system. So you would, like, hold the weapon and then if any other pressure was applied to the controller, which is very easy to do, even if you have your hand straight, you know, I'm just going to angle your hand. It's going to put pressure on It's going to drop the controller. Uh, we had to, like, manually go into, like, the index settings and rebind the controls. Not a huge deal. A little annoying. Um, but just the overall game, you know, I have no evidence of this. It's just theory, but I believe it was kind of, uh, in some ways dumbed down or brought back, uh, to, to allow it to be on PSVR. Um, uh-huh. cause there were just certain features and, and I want to even say the game looked a little bit nicer than it did before. Um, you could like jump before, uh, Fighting the enemies felt, I don't know, I don't want to say a little bit more weighty. Um, not that it feels terrible now, it just feels a little, just a little off from what it was before and not what I was expecting. Uh, but that being said, still get to run around with the boys and play like a Diablo kind of like game, you know, where you're running around. Uh, well, well, these massive areas, and that's another change, you know, previously before the 1.0 came out. You would go to just like a, a building and you would go into a dungeon and you'd run around the dungeon and, you know, maybe take a half hour and then you'd go to the next floor. Um, now they have this kind of open world structure where you leave your camp and there's this massive overworld and you kind of just walk into dungeons, their instance. But even the dungeons are absolutely massive. They're like, we spent like two hours there and we think we cleared it. And um, while that might sound cool on paper, I don't know if you ever been in VR for fucking multiple hours, swinging your arm <laughs> and fucking, fucking standing fucks. up. It wears on you. Uh, um, so I kind of like the previous smaller dungeons. Uh, there was and, no. Go ahead. Good. Uh, I was gonna say there was a uh, a few when we played. There were a few times where like uh, I didn't realize you needed to be like a certain level to use like a certain weapon. So, like, oh, that, oh that was a good bit. So I was grabbing weapons and I'm like swinging them like hard, like it's really hard and hitting enemies. And uh, it's not really doing anything. Like if you're not the level for it, it's just your weapon like bounces off and does nothing. And John's behind me getting increasingly like yelling at me like, dude, just hit them harder. What are you doing? I was getting actually (laughs) worried. It was kind of funny. I'm like, dude, I'm like, dude, I'm hitting hard and I'm fucking, I'm swinging, dude, like. I'm putting full force into it, like I'm. I'm thinking I'm swinging Bring like a two-handed axe, and but I'm not swinging anything down. 
I think I I like end up pulling out like a muscle in my shoulder. I'm like, oh my god, it did. Yeah, basing anything funny. on the the the, the uh, strength of your swings in VR seems like a complete recipe for disaster. Well, so it only yeah. kind of the, the problem was that like so you know if Greg you know the game is a looter, you're killing enemies, you're getting weapons. But sometimes it drops weapons above your level, and it still lets you equip them. But it doesn't matter how hard you swing or how much. It won't even like register it as a weapon. Like it won't make mm. the noise, won't make impact. It'll just look like you're just hitting a non-object with a non-object. And we didn't really know that. You know, we just got in the game. So yeah, for like 15 minutes, you know, I'm watching Greg try to break open like these barrels and hit enemies. And like I see him's character winding up and coming down, and like nothing's happening. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's Greg problem is. I would like casually walk by it and just like i was getting like genuinely embarrassed i'm like dude i cannot be this week like in real life this can't be happening to <laughs> yeah, me and then i think alex was like oh, you gotta check if it's the level and then it was a level yeah. uh God, alex but so yeah smart. i mean fun game but you know I, I yeah i just i think there was some some stuff uh, there and you know the game is before you know we were in the dungeons i thought it was a very good looking game and it actually made you know i had trouble running it in my computer then um and i was kind of excited i was like god oh, i got a new computer i want to see how it runs but i i feel like they've kind of downgraded in graphics though the whole world is dark as fuck like like really dark uh and i think that's like an effort to, to try and just hide the game okay <laughs> a part of it looks or a lot of it looks <laughs> it's like even it with like a fucking feels like a tech demo a little bit, and they're like bit. a good one. Don't get me wrong. Like I think yeah, that yeah. this is like a really unique game on VR. That I don't think there's really anything you know kind of like this. I do like it, but it is limited. It's, it's not the the new. Yeah, it's not going to take off. It's not going to be like a VR seller, but it is cool. I almost like I was on the fence about it until that night when you guys first started playing, and it completely poisoned my mind against that game. Like. Yeah. I did not. Well, there, yeah, there were even more that. bugs in that. Like Knoxville, he was. You know, one cool point about the game is that it allows you to do unarmed builds. So you knew like martial arts. Uh, the negative that while we were playing, Knoxville kept putting points into martial arts. So there was a specific bug that would reset martial arts points to zero, like when you were done. So he just wasted <laughs> all his level up, and it's like, all right, well, cool. Make a new character. Uh, yeah, Legendary Tales. Uh, not not as great as I hoped, but still pretty fun. And uh, that's that's it. What a Legendary right. Tale you just told. Uh, I looked. That game uh, is mostly positive on Steam right now, and the reasons why it's not very positive seem to both be the index stuff you mentioned, as well as the price point. Is in contention with people. I guess it was $35 when you purchased it. It is now 55 It is now 55 I suspect maybe they also had to do that just because, I don't know, that's how Cost much you're selling on the PlayStation. Yeah, that's how much you're going to sell it on this. Yeah, um, that's fair. I will say, I believe, and I, I don't think we've played since then, uh, but they did say it in the, the patch notes, I believe the controller thing has been, I don't know about fixed, but at least addressed. Addressed. In yeah. a patch. Uh Oh. Okay. So there's that, I guess. Let's move on to the final podcast. It was certainly not the least impactful. That would be Vito, but we're going to be talking to Greg. No, Vito had a good hey one. guys, I have, so, I have so much content, <laughs> and we haven't talked about 90% of my games. 
So it's going to be long and filled. Set back, everybody. Uh, Greg for uh, impact. <clears throat> first, we got Legendary Tales. That was a great game. Thanks, John, for talking about that. We got Helldivers 2. I've been playing that. Vito, <laughs> thanks for talking this, about that one for like me. A, I brought, I brought like a, that up. Actually. Sounds like a Joey uh, P pre-recorded. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. Andy, thanks for taking that care of that one for me. Yeah, that was early. Uh, that's pretty much been a lot of my week. Uh, <laughs> Wonka. Uh, uh, I have yeah, not watched Wonka. any Wonka. Flask, thankfully, I did not play any Zelda, so you, I don't got to worry about that. Oh, nice. uh, I bought... Uh, I don't want to talk about. Well, I want to talk about One Piece, but you know the the unmentionables are here. So right, right. Uh, I'm, I'm only on episode seventeen, so just just don't say any spoilers I'm, if you talk about it. Gotcha. Uh, I bought a Tomb Raider, uh, one, two, three, the remastered uh, collect, oh, yeah, remastered, yeah, yeah. starring Lara Croft. I've only played three hours of it. Uh, I'm I'm in the first game. Um. That game has the worst controls. It makes me so angry playing that game. Okay. I, I, I was going to I, ask you because I hated the controls as a kid. So there's a cool thing about <laughs> so, Sounds this. like they're the same. Hold on, hold on. So there's the classic controls, which flash good news. They're fucking still awful. But then nice. they have this new thing where they have modern controls and they basically like, swap switch up the whole controls like uh, it plays like a modern game uh that very cool plays way better plays way better but also still equally sucks oh well i I thought it was cool that they have the uh i don't don't know what you would call this feature but halo had it where like a press of a button you can change oh yeah so if you press the original start modern if you press start on your controller or whatever you're using you can go from the remastered style to the old art style i was like switching just back like, and forth like yeah just stuff. like no you know loading or anything just like That's instantly such a cool thing to have yeah cool. you could do that during cutscenes. also it's pretty sick uh wild game though like greg said he only played three hours and he killed bats wolves and a fucking dinosaur with a gun yeah that was a crazy cave this whole cave that's in the uh like i think the mountains the snowy mountains it has a whole ecosystem it's got the bats. It's got uh. It's got the wolves. It's got the bears. The bears. It's got it's got a uh, raptors. It got a T Rex in there. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? This uh, the new place I'm at now. It has lions and monkeys so far, like giant, like gorilla, like gorilla monkeys, or there might be chimpanzees. One of them. I'm uh, I'm terrified to see what's further down the line in there. And anybody the here to play that? Sorry. No, no, I was just going to ask if anybody played that series when they were younger. I had two, and I played it a bit on PlayStation, but I never finished it. See, I played the first one. I had the first one, and I got past where I immediately... I got past pretty quickly where I got stuck as a kid, where I would just constantly drown in this one section of water. And uh, I'd be like, I can't do this. This game's too hard. <laughs> I beat that pretty quickly. Uh, so all this new stuff, I was pretty cool. Uh, and I'm kind of interested in the other, the other two games, but the remastered graphics are like not like modern standard graphics, right? I'm looking at screenshots right now. It's like they're they're like parody with the PS2 games. Yeah, like. I'd say yeah. They're like they're like they look like uh, the Xbox 360 version of the uh, those Tomb Raider games. Kind yeah. of a funny choice. 
I actually like. I kind of respect that choice. I like the older. I really, I like better. the. Yeah, I was gonna say I still like the old art style. I think it's. I I kind of play with that more. You can see that. I think it's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, but that's uh Tomb Raider. I'll have more on that. And uh, the last thing I've been doing is uh, I for, for some stupid reason I redownloaded Dead by Daylight again. Not again. <laughs> And I uh, played that for a couple. I'm playing that for a couple hours. I played a little what bit yesterday. That, uh, played today. What was that video you posted? Uh, the guy crawling. So, is that a new character? They, just an emo. Yeah. So they announced, or basically, the reason I'm playing it again is because I follow them on Twitter. Because uh, I really like the monster designs for their they uh, they do. Like they make really cool monsters. And they do like super cool collabs. Like they did like the Xenomorph and whatnot. And like they do like they did they did Chucky uh, recently. Uh, so you have little Chucky running around the uh, map as a killer, which oh, is they cool. All sorts, yeah. They got, I mean, you name it, they've got it. Yeah, they've got a lot now. Um, they have Alan Wake's in it. Uh, but they just added, or they showed off a new guy, and he's like this crazy, twisted up man, and it's uh, it was pretty freaky, and uh, it got me really. In- I was like, damn, dude, that's sick. I kind of want to play this again, and I've played a bit, little bit of it. Uh, I like almost everything about that game except having to fucking do that generator shit. It is so boring. I hate Isn't that shit the main so thing? much. Yup, I the hate crazy. that shit. Do you think so they would have switched up like a little bit, like one other like objective or something to do? Like, so it's it's not bad when you do it with like another person, but when you're playing with other people, it's it's rough. It's it's kind of rough sometimes. It is funny though seeing all these random people like uh you see Rebecca Rebecca Chambers from Resident Evil in one in one game. Rebecca uh, I had you know, Sh- Nicholas Cage, uh Alan yep, Wake. He's in there, Alan Wake, uh Sheva. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> they got Sheva. Oh yeah, Wesker. Wesker's yep. yeah, villain, right? Wes- Wesker's a killer. Uh they have Nemesis as a killer. Uh dude, it's it's crazy. They have um what is it, Stranger Things? They got one of those monsters. Strange things. They got Freddy. They got Jason. Yeah. Nah, they they got Jason. No, Chucky. no Jason, but they have Michael though. They got Michael. They got Michael and they got Leatherface. Yeah, Chucky. Yeah. Well, didn't they have Leatherface? And then they had to take him out and replace him with like Leatherface. Play uh, a play exactly I, I, like the same I, I, character. I was like, I'll, but... I'll check. I'll no, check. But yeah, you, you might you might be right. I think he might be like a fake Leatherface. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's cool. It's, I know when I got on today, they're actually very strangely they're doing an event that just started, and it's uh, they have like a bunch of new like cosmetics from fucking Iron Maiden, the band. Okay. Oh yeah. Like they they have uh like an Iron Maiden and like brings like a a song. It's fucking uh, very very strange. Oh, you know another. It's maybe it's the news. A crazy crossover though. You guys see the the uh, power washer slash warhammer crossover? Warhammer. Yeah. I think I'm gonna buy. I think when that comes out, well, that's probably gonna go on sale. I might buy that. The <laughs> what? Silly. Buy what? Power washer simulator? Yeah, power washer. On Game uh, Pass. We, we all played that it. on. We all played it on Game Pass together when it came out. Well, yeah, I'm saying know. if yeah. I think when the uh, 40k thing comes out, DLC comes out. It'll probably go on sale, and you I like that, that game. You liked it enough that you're gonna buy it. You like the the character. Yeah, I like the I like doing that. I like Warhammer shit, and I like cleaning stuff. Okay, I would <laughs> like to perfect. play that uh, Viserys game a lot. 
but you know, it would just it would just devolve into disaster. Like our washer was. I remember that game being like very satisfying and and fun as something to do with like friends. It was just like the silliest thing. Yeah, I remember. But also like constantly drawing penises in your area. Yeah, I remember that. I also remember it was it was like equally as frustrating because. There'd be like one fucking spot that you yeah. missed, and you'd you go like to like the highlight mode, and it didn't you couldn't quite even really help you that much. So it was just like yeah, hunting down that last one is a toughie. But hey, yeah, that's, part that's of the just job, that's just you know? in, that's just inefficient cleaners. That's just part of the job. My spot was immaculate, but but who who's who's screaming about anything? Just screaming about it. Um, do I have anything else? No, I don't. I'm sorry, okay. everybody. I failed no, you. Oh, it's, it's perfectly fine. Well, if there's nothing else, I guess we'll just have a little bit of news. News. First story that Flash curated for us. There is a new VR game, an action espionage thriller, narrative espionage thriller called Heartshot that reaches PC VR soon. Check out what the trailer cool. for this. This looks kind of cool. Why have I never heard of it? Uh, trailer looks kind of neat. It's new. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it looks like a shooter with actual narrative. Uh, we don't. I feel like we don't get. Have we gotten like any narrative shooters on VR except for Half Life Alex? Like, I can't think of any other ones really. Uh, none of prominence. Well, there was, the, I don't know if it was a shooter. What was that game that won, like, VR Game of the Year last last year? Um, you definitely shot like magic or something. Until they fall or some shit, or, uh, as they... Babylon fall? No. No. I don't know. I don't Anyways, it was kind of like that, I think. But Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't like know. I never played it, or... I, I thought it. <laughs> I thought it did, but I'm not confident enough to say okay. it. Okay. I'm more familiar with the Pavlovs of this world, I guess. Right. No, I mean, yeah, but you're still, you're still definitely right. I mean, ninety-nine percent are just kind of like, or even if it does have a story, it's you know, robots are attacking after right. the fall in waves. Like, Maybe, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's specifically in waves. You <laughs> must stop uh, them. Yeah, this one looks like it might have a little, uh, little Alex DNA in it. Yeah, it looks. I'm watching the trailer right now. It looks really cool. It looks like cool. Heart shot. Dan Trachtenberg is working on his second Predator movie. His first one was Prey. This new one with 20th Century Studios is called Badlands. I'm excited for this one. Yeah. It's going to be um, down under. This uh, this one's going to be like in the future, like apparently. Uh, this could be pretty cool. I uh, I thought well, the last one, Prey, was pretty good. You know, let's. Yeah. This is they 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 figured like out the code. Yeah. They figured out the code, everybody. You have a setting, you have something going on, bang, you put a predator in it. There you go. Well, the code from the first movie put people up against a predator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. I mean, Boom. I'm I'm down for a couple movies of this, I guess, but there's only so many movies you can make about people discovering not true. people discovering the predator for the first time and figuring out how to kill it. No way, dude. How many different time periods you could do? Yeah, Andy, you're actually hey, go ahead, insane. ask me the name twenty different times. I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, dude. I, I know you could do that. You could just <laughs> go ahead and you, ask you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> think of like Assassin's Creed games, like all those Assassin's Creed games time periods, but now there's a predator in each one of them. 
But, uh, yeah, after, yeah. And I fell off that series uh, after like fuck. the first couple of them. All right, but think of think of Assassin's Creed, but it doesn't suck at that moment. All right, hmm. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard, man. It's really hard. Uh, what's this? What's yeah, the dude. Silliest, I, the, the silliest I think time ex- period you could do that they would fight. That you would fight a predator. Yeah, um, it's like <laughs> the most goofy. Well, I think that's limited by the fact that the predators, like the the lore of the predators, is that they specificially target people who would be a challenge for them. You know, like would be a challenge, a right? Well, what if you made a what mistake? if you put them in? <laughs> what if you put the predator in World War Two, like right before they drop the nuke, and like he's about to like do his like nuke his own nuke thing with his glove, uh, like his weird glove thing, and they blow Fuck. him up with it. He just teleported in they, at the that, wrong time. Yeah, they, they catch him off. Go, oh shit. Oh, fuck. That, that reminds me. After the pod, I want to talk to you guys about my new pitch for a, a remake of The Last Temptation of Christ. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's not yeah, being okay. Christ. Predator versus Christ. Who wins? Predator versus... Come on. You know the answer to that. It's Christ every time. Dude, the Predator would come up like to do his cha- his blade thing. Guy would put his hand to his uh Nine chest. times out of ten. Purify him. Nine <laughs> times out of ten. Or like, or like Jesus would lure the predator onto like a, some ice or something, and the predator would fall through the ice, but Jesus wouldn't because he can walk on. Would the help water. him, and then he would gain Jesus, and he would be like the Judas at the table. You would find out that dude. You'd find the predator hidden in the uh, Last Supper. At the Last Supper, <laughs> or Jesus would just forgive the predator of all. Oh, his, he would turn, turn the other cheek. cheek. Turn the other cheek. Oh, yeah, you're, you're you're right, Vito. Jesus sucks. Yo, the Bible would have been a lot cooler if there was a predator in it. Agreed. Uh, we had some spicy news coming out of Xbox in the last couple of weeks. It was kind of still breaking last week, and we didn't have a pod anyway, but uh, so some of this is a little bit old. But it started with Gears of War being rumored to come on to PlayStation, and Phil kind of came out and didn't say no, but he said, eh, you know, li- listen to our direct. So they dropped a podcast last week. Uh, Phil Spencer apparently told staff that Xbox has no plans to stop making consoles. Um, And there's some beloved quotes coming out of this, like, quote, every screen is an Xbox, says Xbox, as certain exclusives are coming to competing consoles. Flask, you have a list here. Is this list confirmed? Or is this just the most likely? Because I know... The ones that I wrote down are the ones that are confirmed, yeah. Okay, because Phil had mentioned four games, but he didn't want to confirm them. But maybe these have since been confirmed. But the four games coming to uh, PlayStation and maybe Switch, definitely PlayStation or Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment, Sea of Thieves, and Grounded. Which makes sense because those are like uh, high-profile ones that they... Drive engagement. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Well, I don't know. I mean... Pentiment, I think it's the weirdest one for me because, like, I, I still haven't played the game, but I, I need to. But and I'm looking forward to playing it. But I don't. That one seems to have the least amount of cross appeal. I guess. I guess the thinking is that it complements the others as like the auteur sort of artsy game. You know, like oh, yeah. we're putting we're putting all sorts of things on our competing consoles. Uh, personally, though, I don't. I still don't fully believe this is. Andy's opinion, Andy's corner. I still don't fully believe the what they are trying to imply by saying they're not making consoles, or they're not going to stop making consoles. I really do think that they're not going to try to compete with PlayStation on a hardware front. 
I think they're going to offer solutions that are meant to complement a PlayStation in a sense. Like solutions like here is a console that's half the price of a PlayStation, doesn't have all the hardware, but it can play Game Pass games. That's kind of where I'm expecting the future of Xbox to go. I completely agree. Yeah, I think I think like the the suspicion or the side eyeing of everything they're telling us is completely justified, especially because of the way they've said it. Um, yeah, and they're, they're yeah they're trying to push a narrative, and I think we could easily see uh, their you know their uh, strategy nonetheless change uh, to what you were saying. Yeah, I mean it'll be interesting console life cycles at this point. I I, I think uh, we also saw you don't have a story about this, but we also saw Sony. Um, indicated that the PlayStation 5... They were sending signals of the PlayStation 5 generation is nearing the end. Uh, we're on the other side of it. Um, maybe in three or four years we'll we'll have a closure to the story. Yeah. But enough about that, because, John, I need you to sit up. Marvel Studios has finally <sighs> unveiled the cast for its new Fantastic Four movie. <sighs> Yeah, we got, of course, Last of Us star Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards, aka Mr. Fantastic. Uh, nice. We have Vanessa uh. Kirby as Sue Storm, aka Invisible Woman. Um, Moss Bach, or Ebon Moss Bachrock, not as familiar with him as Ben Grimm, The Thing. And Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm, also known as The Human Torch. Uh, Moss Bachrock is best known now from The Bear, the FX show. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, and I think that's rock? I think that's literally why he was cast because he plays a, a sort of a rough and tumble streetwise guy in that. So Ben Grimm has always been kind of like he's from Yancey Street, you know, he's the guy from the block. Yeah, it makes sense. John, uh, what do we think of this casting? You know, I tell you, I like Pedro Pascal in movies, and I, I assume he is probably going to do a good job, but I I don't think I like him as a Reed Richards. I feel like, and you know, I'm not like, a, you know, what, I like the movies, you know, I play the games, I'm not a super comic book head, but from my understanding of the character, you know, Reed is not a warm person. Uh, you know, he's very much a man of science and... and you know, putting that in front of, uh, you know, yeah. sometimes his family and friends. Uh, and I don't get that from Pedro. You know, he's a very warm person. He plays warm roles. He's a charismatic guy. So I, I wonder how that's going to go. He has a hard time hiding it, even in stuff where he's supposed to be kind of cold. Yeah. yeah. Standoffish. Whereas Vanessa Kirby, the only things I've seen her in, she's played a cold character. And she's like, Sue is supposed to be the. The heart of the. The mother know, the of the team. Or, the heart yeah, of the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, interesting to see. Uh, I don't. They have not announced a Doctor Doom yet, right? I don't think so. I don't believe so either. So that's going to be big. Who, who do you guys? Who would you cast as Doctor Doom? And ooh, Timothy Chalamet. No, no question. <laughs> He's in everything right now. Oh, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> who would be a good Doom? Well, for, here's the thing that part. worries me. Right, this is a classic thing where Dr. Doom obviously famously has a mask that he is always wearing 
but Hollywood yeah. fucking hates having their actors, you know, obviously because they're paying for their face. They hate having them covered up. So, like, I don't know, don't even do the fucking character if you're going to do that shit. Like, either no. have the Doom mask or do not have them. They're going to, like, that, that give does them, like, a CG really metal answer, skin though. or some shit like that. That's kind of uh, what they did in uh, Fantastic 2015. Metal skinish. Yeah, and look, I mean, that movie was a whole weird thing in itself. Um, I'm maybe thinking, they just have a nice voice for it. Just have a voice actor, Carl Urban. <laughs> now, I think he would be sick. I love Carl Urban. Technically, he is already in the MCU. Who is he? He was in Thor Ragnarok. He was like a flunky of uh, Hella. I think he was That's called right. Skurge or something. Mask. Oh well, yeah, you're right. he's always going to be masked up. So <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, right. He actually yeah, wouldn't matter. They'll just CG yeah, no. him as a different looking person before his accident and then post-accident. He'll just right, be the right. voice. I don't know, man. I gotta say, I feel out of touch with the actors right now because like I, I, I can't even generate plausible ideas for who could yeah. be. Yeah, honestly, I can't either. Uh, opposite Pedro Pascal, who's Doctor Doom? You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I want them to capture his pettiness this time. I think that would be good. Yeah. Well, I think. I mean, I think it's going to be whoever it is. I think it's going to be a huge role because, I mean, obviously nothing's finalized, but you know, the big theories were that you know because of these you know allegations against the actor getting fired, you know, for Kang, that they might pivot to Doctor Doom being like the villain or you know this uh whatever kind of ending they want. Yeah, their new Thanos instead of being Kang might pivot to being Doctor Doom. So yeah, yeah. I mean it's gonna be a big role. I, I, I'd never even heard of a I never even really heard of Kang Kang actor before he was Kang. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean are they Well it's true. I guess it doesn't are they in a habit of like picking big... like less big names? I think they do I mean, try they had, that to some extent. I mean, I mean, they had Josh Brolin as Thanos. It's not really That's a true. small yeah, name. Yeah, he's a big name. They hit, hit and miss. I mean, he's, he's kind of upcoming, though. The I'm, I'm blanking on his name. What's that guy's name who played Kang? Jonathan uh, Majors. Jonathan, Jonathan Majors. Majors. Yeah, yeah, Jonathan Majors. He didn't well, he's have gone some, like, now. Oscar... Well, yeah, he, yeah, but didn't before. Wasn't he, like, an Oscar winner or something like that? All I, I know... I think he was in Lovecraft Country, but aside from I mean, that, I don't, one, know. You know, I don't know. I never even heard of the guy until all the scandals and whatnot. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Fantastic Four, uh, I don't know, they do, obviously it is a, a series, or a, a franchise that does not have a good track record, uh, you know, going back <laughs> even further than the 2000s movies with the Roger Corman, Donnie yeah. was supposed to be good anyway, but it wasn't. Uh, you know, and, to die. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, they really need to, and, and every superhero movie ever could learn this, they... They need to just assume that people know who the Fantastic Four is, and they need to not make this an origin movie. I don't want to see another fucking movie about the Fantastic Four getting together for the first time. Like, can we oh. just assume that they've been together for like five years, and this is just an adventure in the day of the life? Maybe a I flashback, that, but that would be like the limit. I think yeah. that the the theory or the the guess right now is that the movie is going to take place in the sixties. I don't yeah. know if that's been confirmed. Because uh, I think the the magazine that that Ben is holding is like a Time magazine from like I don't know sixty seven or sixty eight or something. Uh, yes, it's definitely going to be I an origin s- film then. 
as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, so what they'll probably do is have this first movie set in the 60s, and then at the end of the movie, they will get stuck in the negative zone or something. They'll get, they'll get right. stuck somewhere, and then as the stinger, or maybe in the next thing that they're in, they will be brought out into the modern day of the MCU. So they'll now be uh, able to be along every, alongside everybody else in, in the present. And still uh, explain why they haven't been brought up. Yes, without yeah, having no, to I, age I, them at all. I think you got it on the money. Yeah. And yeah, yeah why or, they, or a different universe or something, but I think you're... Why they better. weren't like an establishing presence that lasted for decades. Yeah, exactly. Hey, but when this movie's not even coming out to what, 2026, 7? Five, 2020, July oh, 2025. Okay. Uh, I mean, the only, the only Marvel movie coming out this year uh, is Deadpool. Yeah, right. Smack dab in the middle, I think, till June or July. Uh, what else we got? Famous studio behind Disco Elysium, Za slash Um, or Zom. I, I can never remember what the correct pronunciation of that name is. Z-A slash U-M. Zam, girl. Has, Zam Grill has laid off a quarter of staff and cancels Disco Elysium expansion, which I'm taking to mean Disco Elysium 2. I mean, sucks, but I don't know. I guess I'd rather not have a Disco Elysium 2 than like a shitty one. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty much the sentiment. And I'm saying I take that to mean Disco Elysium 2 because we know Disco Elysium 2 was being worked on. And the reporting around this is very cagey, calling it Codename X7, which was a standalone expansion for Disco Elysium. So I, I think they're talking about the sequel, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, uh, okay, never mind. Sorry, this... Apparently, Disco Elysium sequel was cut in 2022. Whatever. Uh, oh, by the both way, both have been cut by this time. Both have been cut. Okay. Uh, this is apparently the third big project as um to be canned or put on hold as many years with a uh, Disco Elysium sequel being cut in 22 and a game set in a new sci-fi IP uh, being paused in 2023. Point is, studio is completely melting down. Makes sense. That is a bummer. Yeah, I mean, it's a you, you hit on the money, John. I mean, like, I, it's not like I had any reason to think Disco Elysium Two or this standalone expansion would have been any good anyway without the original talent involved in the making of the thing. Um, I'm still sad about this, if only because it's like just a punctuation mark on that whole drama, which we've talked about in the pot before. So we need to relitigate it. But what a tragic story of like. Really cool game coming out, taking the world by storm, and then just the creators getting fucked over by the capitalists and robbed of their of their work to the point where this 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 world started as this nerdy guy's tabletop RPG world, and now he literally is unable to make another commercial product in that world. It's it's yeah. very fucked up, insane, and completely fitting. <laughs> somehow it is completely fitting it, i'm sure he would hate people saying that but like yeah i mean it's very oh, ironic yeah. 
Are, have you been in touch with what uh, Argo Tulik has been talking about recently? Like he's been he's been uh, divulging some which, stuff. Which one was Argo Tulik? Uh, he was a writer for Disco Elysium. Mm, okay, he I'm was part of the original like squad. They, part of the original friend. Wait, 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 oh, was he? Nice one. Was he? I mean, I, that might be the only name I don't know of the the gang of four that people talk about. There's yeah. Robert Kurtzov, Helen Henspear, Alex Rose, something, and then this guy. I believe so, and I think he was the. This is complete. I'm so sorry. This is like yeah, the worst newscasting, but I think I heard that he was the only one of the group who like nobody really had a problem with, like nobody in the company. Everyone was kind of chill right. with Argo, um, and so recently Argo has been talking about how like like his he's kind of been opening up about his uh, perspective on the matter. Um, yeah, it, I like, mean, you need to ahead, Argo. So, so he was talking about how, uh, you know, like the fish starts rotting from the head and how like the, obviously how the, uh, executives such, you know, the, like the people in charge, uh, screwed them over, but also how he was saying some stuff about the people make games documentary and how that kind of changed, um, the culture in the company after it came out because it kind of made everybody start, uh, looking at each other differently. Uh, I guess I'm and not then, familiar with this documentary somehow. Yeah, it was like a big two-hour documentary that People Make Games made that was like a, they interviewed a bunch of people from the company and um, mm. at the time it was really well regarded because uh, it seemed to be like a, a genuine expose and kind of, it, kind of where they came down was, uh, I haven't watched it again, sorry. Yeah. I, I think where they came down was like less critical of uh, the like the primary the executive guy, the criminal, <laughs> and more uh, more critical than people usually are of um, Robert. Uh, what's his name? Kurtzoff. Uh, Kurtzoff. Uh, more critical of him than than most people were, and some people were like, "Oh, okay." So like he he wasn't entirely blameless in this ordeal, and then Argo was like more recently like oh that kind of changed the way everybody looked at each other in the company after that documentary came out and then people were kind of getting on pmg's case about like that their documentary was too uncritical of uh the capitalist fucking capitalist guy yeah and then uh argo like re-clarified that he he does think it was a good documentary or that like it, like he wasn't trying to say it it's it's a fucking mess i'm sorry i'm like communicating things yeah. half remembered well, I, I i i can add some clarification because obviously disco elysium is probably my favorite game of all time i followed this story heavily when the news are starting to break i feel like i have a pretty fair take that lines up with that people who made games thing that so when when all the news was breaking, you were getting a lot of stuff from Kurtzoff. You were also getting stuff from other members of that gang of four who were not necessarily... I mean, they were clearly ultimately pro-Kurtzoff, but they were honest about the way he ran things. It sounded like he was one of those tortured artours that if you were just a normal guy going into work, you know, you want to just do your job, go home eight hours later, it was probably insufferable to work with. Like, very demanding, controlling... Um, you know, he, he was a, a passionate artur who enjoyed having a tie reign over his product. Plus he's not necessarily, he didn't necessarily grow up to be a manager. 
he probably was not good at communicating with people at tack, delivering feedback, that kind of thing. He probably had expectations that weren't reasonable. You know, like I could totally believe that he really was a bad boss. Like he, he was just not a great boss. Right. I don't think that any of the accusations that I've heard were anything along the lines of like direct toxicity, harassment, or anything. More just mismanagement, poor direction, you know, and him being a kind of personality that's hard to work with. Um, of course, none of that means that he deserved to have his life's work taken from him, fired from his own company, the property stolen from him and all that. But it, it does make it more complicated to talk about, right? Because you want the yes. story to be about a passionate, good guy auteur, maybe the guy who made The Outer Wilds. You want the story to be about somebody who is like just seems really wholesome and just, why are you getting into my shit, man? All I want to do is make a game. Um, and it's all the more painful that the capitalists in their legal legal filings do have correct points about things. But, you know, it's just important to remember that that's, that's how those guys work. Like, they're never fully wrong, you know? So yeah. just... And I think yeah. that's a lot of what the, the uh, PMG documentary kind of angled towards, like exposed to some extent. And mm -hmm. uh, it kind of changed the perception of things. But then the other side is like, why are you so... Why are you softballing the guy who really, at the end of the day, it is his fault how badly this went down and his, his actions have destroyed... The, the, the capitalists, you mean? Yeah. I, I can totally see why not, right? Because that's obvious, right? He's the obvious bad guy. So, like, the yep. insightful thing... I don't want to really defend this documentary I haven't seen, but the insightful thing of this documentary is, like, okay, like, we, we can all start watching this knowing that the capitalist is the bad guy. And we'll, uh -huh. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit, but the focus on this is exploring the, the, the unseen surface of the story, the, the rough edges and contours of it, you know? Of course, yeah. And then it, like it's it's just unfortunate when that ends up being like the most premier documentary on the subject, and you're not yeah. like you're not analyzing every single angle. You're starting with that, you know, that pretense, and then moving forward towards the unseen part. Yeah. Oh, well, I I imagine that we won't get full closure to that whole thing in a while. Um, I've stopped paying attention to the legal filings a while ago i'm just expecting to see a big news story one day about it but hopefully kurtzoff at least gets the ip back i mean i don't think there's any way he gets his company back but you know hopefully i believe he and the other his his friends made a new company right they, they did company i don't remember the name of it and i don't think they have anything to show yet but i believe that is accurate that's good. Yeah, I mean, they may make, they might may end up making a game that's not called Disco Elysium, but it's the same spirit. Yeah, it's just, I mean, you only have one chance to make the game that you've been thinking about for twenty years, right? So, like, I'm sure I don't want to like cast doubt on them. They, those guys are very talented people, and I'm sure I'll love the shit of whatever else they do. It just, it's, it's painful that they can't iterate in the world that they've spent their entire adult lives thinking about and playing games in. Right. And writing books in. Yeah. Right. Right. Like you can't just make like, you know, that, you know, yeah. You can't I make your perfect 100%. world twice. I was yes. just trying to look on the, you know, trying to be positive about, uh, 
maybe it's not the end of these great games after all. I don't know. Yeah, I hope not. I don't I think don't it is. It kind of would but... be better though, right? It's more thematic with the game if it was. That's true. It's kind of amazing. Kind of leaves a really fucking cool legacy for all right, all right, the game Disco can. Elysium. I know that's again no, no, just no, trying no, to no. put a, a putting a fun spin on it, but we, it does... no, we've been saying that it's it's ironic. Yeah. It's kind of like the the thing to talk about, right? It's like it's ironic. It's like a Greek tragedy. Maybe it's maybe a dramatic way to put it. But that's the way I've been thinking about it. It's just it's the game wrote itself into this in a way. You know, it's it's crazy to think about. Yeah, the Disco Elysium story, like in the uh, in the real world, is one of those things. Uh, it it's probably the most I've ever seen, like in my lifetime. Of oh, this is a story that will that new people will be hearing about in like twenty years from now, right? As yeah. like an interesting tale in the video game history. History YouTube deep dives about yeah. this, and you know, so far ahead of us that you know. Yeah. I'm yeah. witnessing People in real time. This game is a sort of modern myth. <laughs> in the We're making. living in history. What We're happened? It's from the YouTube popular series. What happened or whatever? Yes. I don't know. I've never watched one of those videos, but I've seen you. Oh right, those. right. No, yeah, those are fun. Put on the background video by Matt. Yeah. Uh, next big story. Finally, after all this time. Feeling like a little kid. Uh, Elden Ring Shadow of the Erd Tree gameplay reveal trailer with a release date June 21st. Yeah, with, with John on this cool, one. very cool. Hey, that's cool, two cool, of us. Cool. Can they can we do get this? You? Can we get, a, can we get a No. <laughs> oh, you like Elden Ring. Fuck. Greg, Greg you're, you're a wild card. What do we think about the trailer? I am. I thought it was sick. I wasn't like blown away. I'm excited for this. I wasn't like no. blown away by the trailer though. Sometimes Sorry, the trailers John. are like V2 V2. super fucking sick. But um this trailer I just thought was like I don't know. Uh, it was Vito's, it was a it was a Elden Ring. It was a Dark Souls. I didn't even trailer. watch the trailer. I didn't even watch it. Yeah, I don't even think so mad. I'm, like I'm, glad I'm so glad happening. I'm allowed to slap you when you we turn the recording off. <laughs> I didn't even uh, look at it and I won't look at it. It looked cool. Uh, they showed off uh, some new weapons. Uh, they showed off a uh, man getting the shit kicked out of him, which was pretty awesome. What, the spin sure kick people... thing? Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, people think that's uh, like a martial arts move. Uh, what is the DLC called? Shadow uh, Shadow Shadow Tree. Tree. Oh, not Barbarians, Badlands, uh, or whatever. No, no Badlands. Uh, they showed a guy who had like a sword sticking out of his head and he started grabbing it and ripping it out, but it was like <laughs> taking his head off with it. Yeah, what a dummy dude. That'd be funny. So he's probably gonna, and he just he's gonna probably I, do that and then just like beat us with it. So is that the there's some guy that we know the name of because they had some promotional material like oh get this guy's helmet. I think his name is Mesmer, Mesmer the Impaler. Mesmer the Impaler, yeah. Fucking Mesmer. It's that uh it's that weird it's that weird looking red dude. You can get his uh, helmet. Some post-trailer details that I've seen from Miyazaki interviews. The game, or the DLC, is going to be an area larger than Limgrave. Uh, it's going to feature 10-plus bosses and several legacy dungeons. All right, well, for us people who have a family who loves them, uh, what is Limgrave and how big it is? <laughs> Limgrave is... That's like pretty the first huge area. area. It's, it's like the first big, area, yeah. but it's pretty big. I mean, there's probably like 
uh, fuck, I don't know, 20, 30 hours of content there. I'm just throwing out numbers. Pat, they said the bosses are going to be hard as fuck. It's probably cool. as big as the entire Grand Theft Auto San Andreas map, which is for some reason the map that like everyone standard, always yeah. <laughs> compared every map to. Now I, I got to get, get, get a character stacked and jacked. Uh, I thought you were going to mention this, Andy, but it also is going to feature a poison swamp. It will. It will also feature poison swamp. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. I'm excited for this. I mean, I, it's not news to me. We've known this is coming, and I have been excited for it, and I still am. Uh, if if you looked at the trailer and were like, well, yeah, it's just another Elden Ring trailer, I would agree with that, though. I mean, I didn't, like you said, Flask, I don't need a trailer to be hyped for this. I was mostly just hyped about the release date. Right, um, I'm sure it's going to be good. I just feel like the trailer didn't show off locations that seemed extremely unique to a DLC. Like, a lot of these places look kind of like stuff that was in the game already. Um, and, uh... What's the what's yeah. the release date on this bad boy? June twenty one. June twenty. We will be on gamercation. Oh, that is so funny! I'm oh, glad. that is funny. <laughs> Little idiot. So bad. <laughs> Yo, we're also going to be Wait, on gamercation for Dragon's Dogma. I'm going to break 2. every TV in. God, <laughs> oh yeah, we will be. <laughs> what would we be on for? Dragon's Dragon Dogma. Dogma. Dude, you know it I'm bringing my PC, right? I'm no, just gonna. Oh, I'm breaking are. every oh, single screen. I'm gonna set off an EMP in the house. <laughs> me, me and Kurt are gonna sneak away. Like, oh, we'll be right back, guys. Well, Kurt's gonna this. be <laughs> Dragon's Dogma. Well, Kurt, Kurt, Kurt's gonna be fine, right? Because Dragon's Dogma is oh, next month. God. He's not going. He's not going to. Dude, I'm. Yeah. He's not going to Gamercation uh, One. I don't want to say location. Well, he's not going to Gamercation One. I'm definitely getting wicked diarrhea, and I'm like, I'm going home. <laughs> That's a good idea. You didn't say that, Andy. Someone might decide to bomb the entire state just, just to kill us. Hey, yeah, it's just be, good habits. Like, yeah, right. no, no, I agree. It's I hope my train derails. I, I hope a train derails, <laughs> guys. I can't come. Sorry, the train derailed out of this village. Uh, I'm, I'm fucked. It's yeah, Greg's joking. We'll get one of our very state. dedicated, obsessive fans to call in like a bomb threat or something. And so uh, if I had to play Dragon's Talk with you, no, no one's getting away. I want Greg I had to, to not come, and then we go to his village, and then it turns out he lives in like a Resident Evil Four <laughs> village. <laughs> I I told you he's not gonna want to do it. I live in the castle up no Onion, up top. Onion town. Yeah. Yeah. Your little sales are up there. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Andy. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say if I if I had to pick like one spot in the trailer that. Shows off a new location I'll hype about. It would be around 207, 208, 209. It's a cool location. It does look similar to Limgrave. Yeah, I, I it's going to be Limgrave, but really in the past. That's just purple Limgrave, bro. Yeah, I mean, is there any... Right, well, so there's uh, no we purple just, there. It's blue, but go on. We just have a title and a, a date. There's no, like... um or like you know, I'm where is this taking place in the? Well, the, what's the it that, that, involving that character McKella. that everyone said it was going to involve McKella? It's probably going to involve. Yeah, it definitely involves McKella. Just mentioned in the trailer. Is I that imagine, the guy that we're seeing in that trailer? The guy. You're going to keep asking questions, book? or let me answer them. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm like answering the first I, question. I, I you cut me off, like all right. actually. Hey, but um, but it's it? unclear whether it is that guy. Um, because we never saw Michaela. I think 
I, I kind of thought it was Mikella like immediately, but I think I saw people in Mikella, the fans the saying it's not. Um, but I'm pretty sure it is Mikella. But the, because it's Mikella, it's probably going to be a post. Well, based on the trailer dialogue, it's probably going to be a post game DLC. Like uh, taking place after the story ends. Yeah, yeah. I saw somebody online say that you need to beat Moog in order to uh, go to it. I no idea how true. That's that is. only that what just... people feel. That no, the only reason people think that is because it shows Moog's little area where he's hanging out with that lady's hand, and people think you got to touch the hand. They have no idea. This is like people when people just, like started filling out the people wiki just, for Elden Ring before the game yeah, came dude, out. People uh, are just delusional psychopaths. Yeah, well, they like that with fun. John yeah, that's fun game. to speculate. Oh, John Honestly, likes that part of Elden Ring. I hate that part of Elden Ring. I mean, me and Flask are, are have a uh, have a run going on now that we need to finish in order to get ready for it. But what I hope, honestly, is that this this breaks the mold of FromSoft DLCs, given how long the game is and the forty dollars price tag. I wouldn't be surprised if this functions like a standalone DLC. Like, like maybe you start at like level fifty, and you can just jump right in. I think that's. Honestly, I think that's what they need to do for this, given how long the game is. Like, a lot of us took like a hundred, hundred twenty hours to beat it the first time. It would There's be... no fucking way I'm playing it yeah. if I have to beat the game again. There's no fucking way. Well, good thing you, you're an old character. Yeah, you, you have old saves, but yeah, still not. Oh, we yeah. pre-ordered I mean, to get the in-game Vito, bonus you're not gonna sure. play this anyway. You're, you've been hating on it since the like the moment it was shown. Hey, and you know what? If it, it, well, hold on. Let me let me let me say something. If you got a problem with that, then you can kiss our keisters, bud. What he said. That's too far. You know, and I'll, I think I'm I, gonna, I think I'm gonna make you John in Elden Ring, and I'm gonna <laughs> no. watch you get beat up. Please. He's gonna make all right, you a kiss all of, the monsters, uh, keisters. A couple <laughs> of very quick stories, and we'll end for the night. So, by the way, I think I set us off pronouncing. That name is Mikello, but I think it's actually Mikkelin. Now that I think about, it. I think Michelin I called it dirty. Ultra. <laughs> nice. Anyway, please, yeah, go on. Uh, Epic Mipki Rebrushed has been announced. It's hey. a remaster of the Wii game for the PC. Uh, Epic Mipki, I remember, had some positive buzz when it came out. It was like one of the Wii darlings. Um, yeah. So that's cool for those fans. And finally, Which makes me wonder, like. Are they going to have motion controls or because that wasn't that the point of the Wii like brushing s- stuff? <laughs> no, it's going to be like what they did with um that fucking Zelda game. The uh, what is it? Skyward Sword. Oh, they're just going to translate it. Control- probably, yeah. Yeah, they're just going to translate it over probably. Yeah, I mean, I think like a brushing thing translates well to a PC mouse, right? Oh, true. yeah, definitely. Nah. All right, um, never mind. And finally, Sony is currently testing. Sony is currently testing PlayStation VR 2 support for PC. I got excited uh, about this, but what that actually means is just like you might be able to use P- the PSVR 2 headset for PC games in the future, yeah, which is really cool for those people. Good for those people. An index. Yeah, where's Valve's next headset? You, guys you know, I really want that. Coming. I want that. Hey, I, mean that, that. I think that's it. I think that's everything. I think that's the game show. I think that's uh, all we have to talk about this week. Um, 
it was an action-packed episode, especially having not done one last week. If you're still listening, I appreciate you joining us for this long. Uh, please send in your hate mail about Vito and his opinions on Helldivers, as well as Elden Ring Shadow of the Earth Tree. Uh, we will read out those letters slowly and excruciatingly painfully out loud on the next episode of the podcast. That's brokencampfire.gmail.com. Uh, check out the YouTube. YouTube.com slash brokencampfire. Thanks, Flask, as always, for the great content curation you do. And with that, I'll leave the final word to the man of the hour, Vito. Fuck Helldivers 2, fuck Elden Ring, fuck our nerd tree. Uh, you're, yeah, this uh, is how people are radicalized. Flask, 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 Flask uh, turn it off. Uh, fuck Willy Vito, uh, Vito and I gave you he's one he's fucking chance. enough things that I like that I'll take the Helldivers thing. It's fine. And download I'm Wallpaper Engine. Yeah. Vito, go, go see Dune Two and v- Vito in the front row. <laughs> drop it, <laughs> drop it, or you're not on the pod next week. Fuck Mikello. Shit. <laughs> Who are we gonna Fuck shoot? Fuck Mickey.